What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO Episode 9. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the OK Beast Blessing, Adioye Jr. What's up, Greg? I'm I'm crust. Crust? <laughs> like pizza crust? <laughs> oh, I man. wanted to say crestfallen. <laughs> and then cr- then I, at the last second, I thought about crushed. And so it became Do you crust. want to just restart this? What's no, up? hell no. What Where am I going to go in? behind the... This is how the sausage gets made, <laughs> people. here first, people. Somebody Greg make Miller's a Photoshop crust. of 20 seconds. <laughs> I want a pizza anime. Or like I, I want a pizza illustrated with the crust, but it's Greg Miller's face is the crust. So I'm the crust. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I am crushed and crestfallen, blessing Eddie mm-hmm. O'Yee Jr. As we are going live here, it came to my attention as your number one Division Two fan that the Warlords uh, of New York expansion is live early. Oh, so I is it live right now? Yeah, Whoa. jumped in there, started playing it. We'll talk about it when I've been played later. Uh, started playing it, and then I was like, I can't wait to get home and play this. And then I remembered the horrible truth. I have to fucking watch Shazam tonight. Oh, that's Fucking goddamn hey, you, know you know what? what? Shazam is a fun movie. It's a fine movie. It's a fun movie. It's fine. You're, you're Has mispronouncing there ever been a fun, fun DC movie aside from it's called Shazam. Harley Quinn? In the Birds of Prey. It's called Shazam. It's not even what it's called. You know, you know what I mean? The Harley Quinn It's not movie. a bad movie. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, like, you know how much I don't want to watch movies <laughs> that I don't that I've seen. Yeah. Old movies old. What do I gotta do? I feel you. I Maybe mean, I can just read the cliff notes and piece together the plot from that, you know? <laughs> Honestly, do do you think you could come in and just not watch the movie and people? I was thinking about it because it, it yeah, you know, it's uh, Billy Batson, gets moved around a lot, gets adopted to this family, they have some fun lines. They all like wanna... I've not watched the movie. I, I feel like all... I feel like I could show up on the podcast. If, I think they get they all go in the center, right, and he doesn't go in, but at the end he does go in. Spoilers for Shazam. But then he defends his, his new kid brother at school who's obsessed with superheroes, and then he runs and he gets in the train, and then he gets transported down below to the wizard's room, and the wizard's like, you're, new, a wizard? you're new Shazam, yeah, and he's new Shazam, and then uh, he's Shazam for a while. Meanwhile, the bald guy's doing something with Shazam's powers, and then they fight. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, got, I, have, the, I have the big picture items for Shazam covered. Yeah. I I haven't watched the movie. I feel like I could do it. Oh, I feel really? like you'd be like, oh yeah, there's a kid. He gets superpowers. Let me tell you, whenever, whenever, whenever save the day, save the day. Whenever Tim comes up to you, he's like, do you want to be in an interview? Just keep saying no, because it just means you can't play video games and it sucks. Oh, you I, I, I mean, mean, I've been requesting. If there is an interview that I do want to be on, it's Edgar Wright in review. So have me on that. But yeah, everything else, I'm I'm good. I don't need to watch movies. No, you got games to do. Exactly. We got games to talk about, including answering The Last of Us Part 2's burning questions, PlayStation's live event future in light of the coronavirus, and so much more. Because this is kind of... No, it isn't. God damn it. What show is this? It's PSLWXOXO. I see. I'm trying to do the new... I, we talked about this last week, where mm. I'm trying to do the intro, Yeah. find its own rhythm for it. So this is the fun part, where it's the first nine episodes. What the fuck am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. This is PS I Love You, we'll XOXO, episode nine. Uh, it's your PlayStation podcast where we come together each and every week, talk about all things PlayStation, have a great time. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can go there, give us your questions, comments, concerns. You can submit your PSN profile for judgment. You can just hang out. Plus, you get the show ad-free along with the exclusive post-show that has happened eight other times before this. So if you went in right now, backed us for the first time, you'd have all that content to watch. 
boy howdy would be fun. Am oh. I right, Blessing? Oh, it's, I feel no like ads exactly either. right. You're having a great time. Yeah. You're out there just <laughs> bopping around, mm-hmm. doing a... Talking about Cat Williams? Woo-wee! Like, that was like, <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's on the show for everybody. Yeah. Well, well no, crust. that was before we started. Oh, what? Well, huh, Cat what? Williams? Yeah, yeah we talked about that's Cat Williams That's not even before. the... You know, that, there's a little bit in the front. It's, you know, yeah. this is confusing. Don't worry about it. it. Basically, I'm saying go to patreon.com slash games. If you can't, no big deal. You can go to youtube.com slash games. roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday. Get our PlayStation podcast in your ears, in your eyes, wherever you really want to get it shoved in. <laughs> All you know right. What I mean? Blessing will shove it wherever you want to I shove it. I love PlayStation. <laughs> uh, some housekeeping for you before we dive in. You should be like our Patreon producers. For this month of March, we got Mohammed Mohammed, James Hastings, Evan Ballard, Steven Insler, Sancho West Gaming, Duval King, Jabub. Is that how you do that one? Jabub? Yeah. That's how I... See... When Jabub. I read when I read names and I'm like uh, the other version seems like it could be risky. That's I used to go with the safe version. And Jabub seems like the safe version because okay. otherwise it's Jaboob, and I don't want to like mess it up and have sure. Jaboob be the thing. Sure, sure, sure. Cody Banks, secret agent. Uh, Trent Berry, Max Blair, Julian, the gluten free gamer. Tom Bach, Nano Support, Michael Bradley, and Joseph O. Youssef. Uh, today wow. we're brought to you by our sponsor, Me Undies, but I'll tell you about that later. Blessing for now. Start me off with the X's and O's. Do you think nano support is nanobiologist, or do you think that's somebody else? Somebody's coming in and like and getting on his territory. Yeah, the, nano like ter- the, the nano very family. small territory. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. There's that, and then there was another biologist. Remember when there was a plant biologist for a while? Was there really? Yeah, yeah. In the kind of funny cinematic universe, there's all sorts of trials and tribulations that people go through. Hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'd love to read the event tie-in book for nanobiologist, where he's fighting off <laughs> nano support. support and the other biologist. Yeah, and the uh, the other bio- the plant biologist. So we have seven items That's for X's lot. and O's. That's yeah. a lot. Of it's X's a lot. And O's. It's a lot. Also, do you want to make it eight? Because I got breaking news for you. All right. Yeah. Sure. First episode of PSI Love UXOXO where I didn't wear a PlayStation shirt. Oh, I borked it. Wow. I'm off my game. Wow. And I could be playing. I'm wearing Kingdom Hearts is kind of PlayStation. That counts. Yeah. I count that for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wearing a beer shirt. Mm. Whatever. Beer. beer is good though. That's item number eight. Item number one. Did Coney? Did did Coney? Did, did, Co- did Coney in 2012 come back? Did that? Did anything ever happen with that? <laughs> no, the dude was he was caught on the street. He was a bad off. guy, right? I don't, yeah, I think that's how I remembered is that Coney was a bad guy. But we, well, no, was Coney hat. was a bad guy. The he guy, was. the guy that started Coney 2012 was also like shady. I think because the whole thing was it was like it used to be an issue. Like Coney was an issue, but I think that by the time he started it, I don't know if things had resolved, but there was stuff going on with his with the Coney 2012 move. I digress. <laughs> Did Sony kill GDC? Mm. That's number one. Uh, this comes from what we've been reporting on for the last sure. couple of weeks, right? All the pullouts. Uh, GDC, we talked about this this morning on KFGD, right? GDC put up their, their statement that I'll just read here, right? After close consultation with our partners in the video in the game development industry and community around the world, we've made the dif- difficult decision to postpone the Game Developers Conference this March. Having spent the past year preparing for the show with our advisory boards, speakers, exhibitors, and event partners, we're genuinely upset and disappointed not to be able to host you at this time. We want to t- we want to thank all our customers and partners for their support, open discussions, and encouragement. As everyone has been reminding us, great things happen when, when the community comes together and connects at GDC. For this reason, we fully intend to host GDC of the host a GDC event later in the summer. We'll be working with our partners to finalize the details and share, and we'll share more information about our plans in coming weeks. Right? This comes off of Sony being the first right. to pull out of GDC. Far from the last, though. 
Far from last. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They were the first to kind of start the wave, right? The the statement they gave to GamesIndustry.biz a few weeks ago originally went, quote, We have made the difficult decision to cancel our participation in Game Developers Conference due to increasing concerns related to COVID-19, also known as coronavirus. We felt this was the best option as the situation related to the virus and global global travel restrictions are changing daily. We are disappointed in, in cancel or disappointed to cancel our participation, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. We look forward to participating in GDC in the future. End quote. Greg, yeah. did Sony kill GDC? No, that's a ridiculous question, and I'm offended really? you even brought it out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How dare you, sir? How dare They no. were the first to pull out. Yeah, but it's like, even when you look through it, right? I'm looking at windowscentral.com. Here are all the companies that have pulled out of GDC, right? Sony was the first, but Facebook and Oculus announced on the same day as Sony. This is according to, yeah. you know, so I mean, like, right there, there was trouble afoot, but I mean... It's Facebook, it's Oculus, or Facebook and Oculus, I should say. Yeah. Kojima, Unity, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, you know, Epic Games, Unreal Engine, Amazon, Activision Blizzard, Gearbox. Like, there's a whole bunch of people that pulled out. So, mm. Sony being that first domino, though. Also, Sony pulled out of PAX before this, which then could have alerted Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to get on this <laughs> yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you make... It's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Because the, my question then would be, without... If Sony wasn't the first to pull no, out, you're talking about another universe. Yeah, Sony another, goes to PAX. They do. They yeah, do last of us. Sony like decided, hey, we'll go to PAX. We'll go to GDC. We won't. You know, we get, we're going to stick to plan as usual. And even say, let's Facebook also. I I, I guess that is like keep, keeping in the first domino. But let's just say Sony, right, doesn't pull out. Uh-huh. Do you think the Do you think the rest of these companies that have pulled out over the last week still pull out at GDC? Yes. Okay. I do. I think. I don't. Maybe. Yes, there's. It, it's an interesting question, but it would have been somebody else would have fired off the flare. Now the question is, you're bringing up, did they kill it? Did PlayStation kill it? Uh, is valid because yeah, they are the they were the first to really raise these concerns in our sector, right? And be like, hey, we're not going to go do this stuff. These conversations were happening already, but it was PlayStation, right, with PAX East and then with GDC to really be like, well, we're the ones who are making the headlines by doing this, but. There's so much more to it, I think, than just them. Because mm-hmm. if if it, if if you're gonna say in the question, did PlayStation or did Sony kill GDC, right? Mm-hmm. If Sony killed GDC, why didn't Sony kill PAX East? Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an argument that they're different shows, and they are. And this isn't even the argument; this is the truth. They're, they are different shows. Yeah. They are for different audiences. They have different clientele, and I think that's the biggest thing about it. It's the fact that GDC is so global and happening in a a town san francisco that did just declare a state of emergency about this and does have coronavirus in the bay area Mm -hmm. uh, a norcal area uh do you think if gdc was in seattle would be a different story i do i think if it was i think it's the same thing we were talking about earlier today where it's like what is this right now if we're on the heels of e3 what would happen where would that look like Uh and i think the fact that pax east just happened and even though Brit from What's Good Game is on Twitter right now going, hey, anybody else wake up with the PAX plague? And it's like, let's see. Dude, I've been coughing all day. Let's, and I'm God like, damn it, oh, dude. no, is this state of emergency? You got a really oh. good. What was that, Barrett? He said stay home. Stay home. It's not he like really that. doesn't go out, though. Oh, you mean yeah. stay home from work? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not sick. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's just, that's it's just very res- convincing. It's just respiratory stuff, you know. Oh, okay. sure. That's, that's not a. Oh wait, that's that's how it starts. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, a big, big part yeah. of it. You know what I mean? It's just it's just coughing. No. Well, I mean that's the thing. Right now, first off, don't any of us sneeze right now, and you're like, oh god, here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went out to dinner on a uh, Saturday night, and it was that thing where 
should really wash my hands. I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with people, so yeah. like about my hands and being clean. So I should really wash them. And I was like, yeah, but I really didn't. T- I haven't touched anything really. Like I, that's and that's, and I'm like, yeah. it's that back and forth in my head. And I'm like, I won't. That's and just, so then I ate, and then I got home, and I'm like, I feel sick. That's the same thing for me. Where I'll, where this morning actually, I went put gas in my car. Uh, was touching like the gas mm-hmm. like handle or whatever, right? And I immediately go get McDonald's, and usually I'll eat the eat the McDonald's in my car on the way to sure, work yeah. because I'm disgusting. But this time around, I was like, I'm no, gonna wait to work, and not, I'm gonna I'm wash my hands. I, I am a gentleman here. Yeah. I'm cultured. Well, those are all truth, little things we should be doing, and what it is all about right now. Yeah, I digress. The fact that PlayStation couldn't kill PAX East, I think, makes it clear that they they didn't kill GDC. I think if they if, if PlayStation swinging their weight around was that much, it why Nintendo and everybody else would have pulled out of uh, PAX East as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it's happening in Boston, that at, at least as of all this happening and the mayor coming out right, didn't have a coronavirus problem. I think the fact that PAX East is a more North American show and not worldwide makes uh-huh. it a different thing. Because that was again the argument and conversation about gdc and why it has to be postponed or why it should be postponed is the fact that it's not just people from an area right now that is still more rare having coronaviruses uh it's the idea of bringing in people from around the globe that are going through different airports and connecting with different things and dealing with countries that have different rules for how they're handling this and Mm -hmm. what their plan that you know their uh disinfecting plans are and how they want it to happen Mm. so no i don't think they killed gdc i do think it was the it was the the loudest first shot that could be fired you know what i mean like i i we talked about this today right you and me like xbox nintendo those are the big names in terms of what we think of for gaming you know i do think epic pulling out or amazon those are huge things as well but in terms of what is going to get you headlines with the mainstream gamer like I would I would venture that even though this is such a hor- uh, is a horrible thing that has to happen and it's there I think it's the right call to cancel GDC and, or uh-huh. postpone in quotes postpone GDC. I still think that this has more people talking about GDC than ever before that didn't know what GDC was. Yeah, I think GDC is something that developers definitely know, industry types know, and then out there it starts getting hazy. Yeah, I mean even me who I've you know followed the industry for quite a few years, I've been doing OKB stuff for the last. You know, four years. You always find a way to mention them. Now I'm proud of kind of funny. Yeah. I still haven't been at GDC, and I still couldn't tell you all the intimate details about GDC. Yeah. Like, GDC has barely really mattered, has has barely really mattered to me. Yeah. And so I couldn't imagine, like, 99% of people that are tuning into this podcast are probably like, well, they've been talking about GDC for two for two weeks. Like, oh, yeah, more than ever, right? Yeah. I think if you, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, in the comments that I'll see later, uh, or if, again, if you're in your car listening to this podcast, roll the window down and shout it. Um, I would labor to the guess that to the general consumer it, that th- they have no idea what GDC is. And then if you are somebody who listens to a podcast like this or watches a YouTube yeah. video like this, I feel like you, you barely know. You probably know it even more as, oh, this is when uh, Giant Bomb and IGN and GameSpot and uh, Kind of Funny all have different guests on. Yeah. Everybody's in San Francisco. It's like it's like a mini E three or something to that effect. Yeah, which isn't off the market, but it's more about networking, learning, and you know, from the developer behind the screen side, right? The people yeah. who make the games. For I mean, you. last year I think GDC was the event where it's like, oh, okay, Google Stadia is about to reveal. Yeah, right, and that was like kind of the the relevance point for a lot of people of what GDC was. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a it's a bummer that do yeah, you think they killed them? Down like, uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> Not really, no. But I, I think somebody, I, I other think, people would have left. I mean, I think Facebook would. I mean, it, as I think this, there's a compelling argument that maybe other companies don't pull out. 
if Sony wasn't like the big guy pulling out first. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I feel like I could I could see a reality in which everybody is like like people are waiting for that first shoe to drop before they actually, you know, go for it and actually pull out. And so I, I, I could I could see an argument for it, but in reality, I th- I think it's kind of like like what you're saying, right? It being so international, yeah. It also being very focused on the industry and it being workforces that are that are showing up to GDC as opposed to a wide general audience, consumers, yeah, yeah, consumers. Yeah. I think that then puts sort of a slant to how people people are coming into GDC, right? Like pe- companies are sending people to GDC. People aren't just showing up to GDC. And so I think with with that kind of responsibility that companies have, I could I could understand why everybody would kind of pull back in that way. Yeah. Uh, Ignacio Rojas writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can to be part of PSL of UXOXO and says, what's up, Gressing? It's taken off. That's oh, our no. name now. Sorry, I don't it's like late. it. It's too late. Sorry, you should have come up with a better one. You had nine weeks. Uh, with Sony pulling out of PAX East and GDC, how do you think the changes? How do you think this changes their plans moving forward for the rest of the year? When Sony decided not to attend E3, the company said that it wanted to focus more on other events throughout the year. Now that we're two big events down, could this push them to make a bigger event by themselves than what they might have originally planned, like bringing back PSX? Could Sony come back to E3 with tail between their legs? All of these, assu- assuming coronavirus stops being a big concern by then. Uh, anyways, as always, keep being awesome. So I, uh, we got a question in a few weeks ago, and I think it was me and Tim on KFGD that were answering this question about, do, is coronavirus going to cause Sony to go the route of doing a state of play for their PS5 reveal? As opposed so you're to, jumping to PS5 already. Okay. Yeah, I'm already jumping to PS5. Okay. Because right? like... The, P- Sony is going to have to say something or do something for that console. They can't just be silent for the whole for the whole <laughs> yeah, year. No, they have to. Like, yeah, like they they've been something. like they're they've been they've been silent for a while. They can't stick with that silence, right? So they're going to have to come out and talk about that. Uh, and yeah, somebody wrote in the question of like, is coronavirus going to cause them to to do the streaming route as opposed to doing a big event? And I've kind of been of the side of I think I think there's going to be a state of play. I don't know how much coronavirus is going to cause them to go the state of play route, but I yeah. do think there's, there's going to be a state of play for PS5 and that they'll have press down to come and demo it and do all that stuff. I think now, given the recent pullouts and given how the situation is kind of progressed and grown and now, and now we don't necessarily know how things are going to go as far as events in the next coming months, I think that lends more credence now than ever to them actually doing like if if they have something to show, I think they're going to do it through a state of play and not show up at a conference or show up at events. I think PS5 specifically, I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do a state of play. I think it's going to be the the last list thing that they did yeah. last year, where they have people come out and it's not like a big. It's not everybody in the same location, like hundreds and hundreds of people. But you know, however they sparse it out or however, however they they frame it, have people come down, play around with the games, play around with the PS5, do all that stuff, and have it be more of an intimate thing rather than a big, giant presentation. I think it's fascinating, and it's a great question, Ignacio, because from the moment PlayStation said that, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're going to skip E3 and instead do a smattering of other events and whatever, I read that as total lip service. I totally read that as, we're not going to E3, we don't believe in E3, we'll do these other events to focus on. I don't think they're focusing on those events. I think it's the normal, we're going to send to PAX, we're going to send you know, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, to whatever else, we're going to send the the destination PlayStation truck where you can play all the games outside of this stuff. There, there's live events happening, but I didn't, I didn't think they were going to make an actual big deal about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I do not think the PlayStation Five is going on the road. Now, I mean, I mean, going on the road to like MLB events. I think it'll be at like obviously Gamescom and things like that yeah. once it's been announced and stuff and shown. 
Um, I don't. This is not going to send them back to E three tail between their legs. No. Uh, I do not. I definitely think this kills any idea of bringing back a PSX, which I've been saying for the entire run of this show and this year and last year. It will not happen this year. Period. I don't think mm-hmm. before coronavirus became a concern. But then it is the question of yes, what is going to happen with the PlayStation Five? Because I've been with. I've been saying right that I think this is going to be a press thing. This is going to be like PlayStation 4. It is going to be a, everybody come, get in an auditorium, we speak to you, we show it off, this is the thing, go play games next door or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I do think that this throws a huge wrench in those works. Again, in the same way we were talking about what does it mean for E3, that if you pull out of GDC, what's your rationale for going to E3? Because it's the same thing to an extent. It is networking. It is people from around the world. It is also a bunch of consumers. Yeah. It's in LA, which currently hasn't declared, to my knowledge, a state of emergency as of recording time. Like, I think there's multiple different factors there. But that aside, you're PlayStation. You are the people who pulled out of GDC. You are the people who have pulled out of PAX East. And so then to sit there and, yeah, like, are, can you throw an event? Can Even if you're doing it small scale it's it's again it's not even the fact that you're worried that hey we're gonna bring you here and one of the people serving you your your sliders or whatever at this event are gonna have coronavirus Uh it's the it's more the idea of the chilling effect that this is happening coronavirus is a threat people don't want to travel they don't want to put themselves at risk Mm -hmm. and so how terrible do you feel let alone how legally liable or do you feel that or are you that if you throw a PlayStation 5 reveal event, you have people from, even if it's just around the country, come out, but they connect through an airport where somebody else connected with and they mm-hmm. had contact. And like, it's the, wor- it's the law of worst case scenarios at that point, right? It's where you start letting your mind run away with everything that could go wrong. And so I don't know how you handle it if you're them right now trying to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that dire of a thing. Like, I, I could still see them going with the small event. Like I don't think I don't think we're at the point yet, and I don't think we'll. And I don't I don't want to predict things as far as because as coronavirus because I'm not a scientist, but I don't think we're going to be at that point by the time they want to reveal this thing that going to the airport is a fear for people, right? Isn't like it, it now? It it is now, but it's not like a like I'm not telling people not not, not to go to the airport, right? Like I'm <laughs> scientist blessing junior, not yeah. telling you. <laughs> well, like I like we're not having the conversations right now. Or actually, I don't, well, I don't know. Are we having the conversation right now? Kind of funny as far as like previewing stuff or like hey are are we not going to travel you know if we want to yeah. go preview a thing in la or, or, or do stuff like that sure. like like how does that stuff look like right now right now it doesn't seem like that's a conversation that's happening at large people are definitely protected at airports people are people are wearing masks last time i went to fly down to see uh i think it was persona 5 royal i saw enough people in masks to where i was like oh wow like people are really taking this thing seriously and that's definitely happening but i don't think it's i don't think it's a big of a threat at least in the u.s right now where Everybody needs to stay home and chill. Um, and so I could see them doing an event. But, yeah, depending on how things uh, escalate. See, I'm, I, I, I just I, I am of the belief that it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I think that as that ha- for it to get worse, like a month – like we're talking about, you know, the first two deaths or whatever in Seattle today, right? Like if we get a month out from this and how many more deaths will there be? How many more cities will there have been this thing and how many – you know – how are we handling and how are we tackling and all these different things? Yeah. Like how many infection, how many cases of infections are there? Like, you know, the scary ones are the ones where they're like, Oh, uh, the Seattle guy we we're talking about today. Right. The kid who's just like, yep, he wasn't in contact with any of the known infected people. So it's like, Oh great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. That's, a, that's really good news that it's yeah. just happening and nobody knows how it's happening. But like how many, and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to Google this, right? How many cases have been in SF or the Bay area 
and it was NorCal. The, the the media is playing fast and loose. I feel with Bay Area. Okay. Barrett, am I wrong on that? Do you agree with me on that? Because you're yeah. more Bay Area than I am. Yeah. Um. And then there's also like there are cases being treated, but they're not from San Francisco and shit like that. So it's like kind of confusing on. What Holy actual cow. numbers are and shit like that. Holy cow. <laughs> That's always <laughs> what you want to hear. I'm like, I'm like looking up like numbers and stuff and um, I'm sure, I, don't know how, I don't know how viable these news, source, news sources are, but I'm reading one source that says six coronavirus deaths in Washington state, which mm. I think this morning we were talking about was two, two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how, of course, like people get panicky with, with stuff like this, but. That's the biggest concern, right? As yeah. all this starts happening, you want, you worry about what's actually going on versus what's actually happening. Yeah, the numbers are so low right now that I couldn't imagine, and I say that as GDC just got canceled because of it, but I couldn't imagine something that's more small, that's something that's smaller and more intimate being affected by this. Because I feel like at that point, like GDC, I understand because GDC... That's not... Oh, okay, I thought that was, I thought, I thought that was like Siri. Siri's like, I can tell you all about coronavirus. Siri's like, let me tell you something about coronavirus. I... GDC I understand because that's thousands of people. That's people being congregated in this area. And Gary Widow went off on, on this on KFGD about how these conventions are, are petri dishes. And, yeah. pe- and, and people are, you know, getting getting infected with sickness left and right. Whether it is, um, I, well, coronavirus hasn't happened at PAX as far as we know. But people are usually getting sick in these places with the cold, the flu, with whatever. Because that's just how these things go. So I understand how GDC can become affected by it. But a smaller, more intimate event for to show off PS5 to just selected media, I don't, I don't. Right now, I'm at the point where I don't see that being a big deal. I hope not. That's the thing. It's like it's yeah. all it's it's that flip of the coin of where it's going to be, right? Yeah. Like you know. Uh, the statement from the Eve Online people canceling Eve Fan Fest, right, and being like, "Yeah, it's it's a month away," which is very similar to you know what PlayStation was talking about when they canceled uh, GDC, and it was like, "It's weeks away, but we don't know what the situation is going to be that far out." Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I'm, you know, on top of the fact that anybody who's sick, I feel all the sympathies in the world for right now trying to plan a live event or any kind of cool reveal, yeah. anything like, what do you do? Because you have to have all these contingency plans. Yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, number two, Greg. Yeah, February is over, but could Horizon still be coming to PC? You're not gonna let this dream die, huh? Uh, th- I mean, I've kind of let it die. Well, actually, no, I'm, I'm not gonna let it die yet. Let's, let's get into the new story. So this was reported last week by Fraser Brown at PC Gamer. He writes. PlayStation 4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn's PC port has appeared on Amazon France following rumors that it would be it would be making the leap to the other platform. Spotted by Reset Era, the listing is very sparse. It's just the name, publisher, and platform. The absence of any details, screenshots, or box art uh, suggests this is probably Amazon France hedging its bets, and Amazon listings aren't always accurate indicators of a game announcement. The evidence is mounting, however. Rumors about a PC port serviced last year via YouTuber Anton Log- Logvinov indicating that it would be launching as early as this month. It was thin, but its existence was verified by Kotaku, though it, would, it couldn't confirm a release date. With the end of this month only a couple days away, now we're in, in March and so the month has ended, a February launch seems unlikely, except for the fact that February 28th is Horizon Zero Dawn's third anniversary. A surprise launch in a couple of days still seems like a stretch, but perhaps Guerrilla and Sony will use the anniversary to announce it. Now, unless the stealth launched and nobody heard about it, it didn't nobody launch. Nobody care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, Horizon Zero Dawn did not happen in February. Do you think Horizon Zero Dawn for PC 
is still happening. I still think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it, I mean, the Amazon uh, France or whoever, any retailer leaking box art or doing whatever, and in this case, not box art, right? Just putting up a listing. Listings are listings are listings. That's how, you know, you make these things like they said to get ahead of it, right? So you're ready to go whenever it does happen. Yeah. And again, it, maybe that is intuition. Maybe that is the, you know, article you, that this article sources from Schreier to, saying that it is coming to PC. All the same, I don't think it needs to line up with the anniversary. Would have been cool. Would have been a really neat move, but it doesn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I there. do buy it's real, though. Yeah, I think everything everything we've talked about on this show and on KFGD as far as why it would be a good move and why it makes sense for Sony, you know, I think lends credence to, I, I think it's happening. I think it'll be this year, and yeah. When do you think it gets announced, then? I don't know. Right? I think it'll, I think it'll happen very randomly. Yeah. Like, I don't think it'll be in, in any sort of state of play or like you don't think so see i think that'd be be weird right like if they announced horizon for pc at a a playstation state of play yeah i don't think that'd be awesome right because it'd be different and weird that's the whole thing thing about it like the move in general i feel is i think it lines up with my prediction that horizon zero dawn 2 is Uh going to be a playstation 5 launch game and so i think the idea is that uh, i've said this on i think gamescast i don't think we've talked about it here though um the idea I, that behind it for me personally is to get it out on PC at awesome specs, doing whatever awesome ray tracing, hair bobbing bullshit it would be, right? Uh-huh. That gets PC players who had no intention of ever buying a PlayStation 4 to try this game they've heard so much about and fall in love with it. Then I, So I think you get it out ASAP to have them play it, do it, get more people in Horizon than ever before, then follow up on that. You figure... Cause you figure state of plays or last year at least were quarterly kind of not like a big deal like we're doing they didn't call them quarterly but yeah that's about the as far as their frequency it, right? yeah so we should be getting a state of play this month arguably mm-hmm. so do it here then in the next three month period where i think they reveal a playstation 5 you come out talk about horizon 2 sh- even mention it right like we just put horizon zero dawn out on yeah. pc you can see all these crazy numbers that brings the global install base now to whatever the fuck the number is mm-hmm. and if you liked it on pc that is how it na- two natively plays on the playstation well, 5 that's how i think they reveal it is whatever the playstation 5 event is they come out they announce horizon zero dawn 2 and then they're like hey by the way we are putting horizon zero dawn 1 on pc you can play it now no way really yeah no I think that PlayStation 5's events got to be all about PlayStation 5. That's why I don't even think they do. Uh, we keep talking about like, oh, man, what is PlayStation now going to look like and yada, yada. That's a fine line. And like, what does PlayStation Plus become? And all that. It's a fine line to walk bet- before you steal the, the uh, limelight of the new console. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's got to be that those are all services wrapped into it. That's why I think you do do a state of play, doo-doo, where you do a state <laughs> of play. And it is... All the other bullshit updates, here's what Iron Man VR is looking like. And uh-huh. then in the middle of it, yeah, I'd be like, now our friends at Gorilla have something else to show. You know, and it's like, uh-huh. and it is, and it's like, peace. that's right, for the first time ever. Her, See, I feel know. like that would be more out of left field. It like, would get it, headlines. It would get all the stuff you of, want, right? I, I think it would get headlines either way, though. Like, if you do it outside of a state of play and it is just a random Wednesday where they drop this news, say on Gorilla's uh Twitter timeline or whatever, maybe, or on a PlayStation blog. Even, yeah. even on a PlayStation blog, I feel it's kind of weird. But I guess PlayStation would still treat this like their own because it's their first party totally. game. I, I, I feel like that in seclusion from a big stream or a big event, I think 
makes a splash and ha- has people talk about it uh, by itself. Whereas I feel like putting it in a PlayStation State of Play kind of muddies the messaging of a PlayStation State of Play to the point where it's like, okay, cool. I was watching this for PlayStation though. Like I'm watching this as a as a PlayStation fan already. Mm. Why is this being announced? You here? think the backlash is worse because you're people who are watching this. Exp- I yeah. bought this box like not, expecting exclusive. Not, e- not even the backlash. I think I think it's just the 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 audience who is for it, right. I I see State PlayStation State of Play as a stream that is for the PlayStation audience. Yeah. And if this is if right. Zero Dawn One coming on a PC is a thing for PC players to then get introduced to PlayStation. I feel like including it in a PlayStation State of Play is kind of a weird way to do it because then like who like who is this being marketed to, right? I feel like the way you do it is you 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 just come out, you announce in, in seclusion, and you're like, hey, like either either that or you come out during the PlayStation PS5 event and do the thing where it's like, by the way, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn is is coming to PC if you want to check it out um, as a way to advertise. Horizon Zero Dawn 2 on PS5. Like that's But isn't that the same PS5 thing of being a small, uh, you know, that PlayStation 5 reveal is for PlayStation yeah. 5 players. My thing is this, and I think you're just thinking too small. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of the state of play for PlayStation fans, right? But you're what you actually mean is PlayStation 4 fans. Uh-huh. Whereas I think what if PlayStation is doing this, what it is doing is what Microsoft's been doing so well with Xbox is saying it's not a platform, it's a brand, it's an uh-huh. ecosystem, it's, a, it's bigger than that. Do you feel like PlayStation is doing that, though, or no. like wants to do that? I, I, I think <laughs> they want to. They want you to think of, oh, yeah, you can play uh, uh, PS Now on your PC. Why don't you? You know what I mean? On your iPad, why don't you? Uh, yeah, Horizon's over here. I don't think these moves are, they aren't main tent poles for them. There are things they're putting out there that if they needed to, they could fall back on. Even mm-hmm. though when they fall back on them, I think they're going to be behind on them, if that makes sense. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Where yeah. The fact that PlayStation Now is on PC, PlayStation doesn't give a shit about it, really, because why would they? The PlayStation 4 is so goddamn successful. Yeah. That's okay. We have the infrastructure built in that if we needed to pivot, you wouldn't be able to pivot overnight, obviously. It would be years of trying to figure that out and make it better, but you'd have the infrastructure there. Mm. Whereas Microsoft, I think, who's like, fuck. Xbox One did not do what it need, we wanted it to do. They've drastically changed course and found their own footing in terms of services. Do you think the state of play is this month? The next state of play? Now that and I hadn't even given it any yeah. time, but now that we're talking about it, it yeah, right. I, I'm not. I, see, I I would like it to be, but I'm not sure if they want to do one. Like, what would they talk about at a, at a state of play? Right? Games. Like, I guess they could give us another Last of Us trailer. They could give us an Iron Man VR trailer. And then just sprinkle in some like random stuff in there, but I feel like there's not enough in a, for a state of play for it to be like a banger state of play. Granted, none of the state of plays I feel like so far have been banger ones. Yeah, they've all been kind of like the VR one. We all loved it. Just kidding, everybody hated it. I was the only. I was gonna say which one was it? Yeah. <laughs> was that that was Iron Man VR? So right? looking back here, right, it's like yeah, March twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, state of play. That was the VR one that I dug. But again, that was. I mean, we're, we're lining up, right? Mm-hmm. Then May 9th, 2019, September 25th, 2019, and, and then December 10th, 2019. Was there one December 10th? Yeah. What was that? Um, they don't have oh, that was Resident Evil. Resident yeah, Evil. that was the one. That re- okay, that makes sense. Then, yeah, that lines up. They also can- have the Ghost of Tsushima release date to announce as Great well. Great point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is still I guess that's true. That's a good point. slated for that's a very good point. summer, I guess. It's, yeah, it's, it's summer. Huh. And so, yeah, I could see a state of play happening, and it's like another, another, another Last of Us trailer. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, like the Ghost of Tsushima date, and yeah. I forget the other thing. Is, oh, Iron Man VR, and then whatever random things they want to sprinkle in there, and then yeah. Dio Two, yeah. a third party. Yeah, I kind of forgot all about that. We're due for a state of play. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it still feels like we know that all eyes right now are on the PlayStation Five reveal event, and I also don't think it's 
beyond the realm of possibility that they don't do a state of play un- See, or, or until they get to whatever PS5 is going to. That's be. what I was thinking. I was thinking like, okay, why would they do a state of play when they could just wait for the PlayStation Five reveal event? But I mean, I think there is now. Now I do think there is like enough that they could sprinkle in there to kind of p- gather. They one could together. do your normal ass state of play, sprinkling stuff in, and then the final thing could be. And while we're not ready to talk about PlayStation Five today, yeah. we will be on yeah, whatever the come date back is. in yeah, whatever, yeah. Or even like a month. Yeah. Actually, I'll be upset with a month. <laughs> Come back tomorrow. We're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. Two state of play. You know what would suck if there was a state of play like late this week or like early next week oh, or whatever. Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, like tomorrow because yeah. we already pre-recorded next week's episode. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd be under radius. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Number three, we got some free games, Greg. Woo! PS Plus free games for March have been revealed. We have Shadow of the Colossus mm-hmm. and then one of the greatest games of all time, Sonic Forces. That's not true. You didn't like. It I do much. not like no. Sonic Forces. You just like Sonic. Yeah. I do love Sonic. But Blessing, you can make your own kind of Sonic character. Yeah, you can make your own Sonic character, and then all the gear they got for the Sonic character sucks. There's a hat that says Gamer on it. I mean, that sounds pretty cool to me, Blessing. You wouldn't wear a Gamer hat, Bless? You wouldn't wear a hat that just says Gamer? I would wear a Gamer hat. I wouldn't wear a hat that says Gamer on it. With the capital G? I don't need you to know that. A capital G Gamer hat? Capital G Gamer hat. This This is one of those things where... Like this, this, this is what reminds me that Xbox has something special with with backwards compatibility because it's obvious that yeah they're doing a Sonic game to capitalize off of the Sonic movie coming out. Xbox got Sonic Generations. Yeah, you had a whole rant about this. Yeah, I had a whole rant about this on KFGD, right? And PlayStation has Sonic Forces, the inferior Sonic game, one of the worst Sonic games. Wow. And so he said it. I said it. I really hope next gen we get a similar thing that Xbox has this gen, where it's like the two last gen games and then the two current gen games. Right, and it's the backwards compatibility, so technically you're kind of getting four games. Yeah, I really hope that we get that because this is a bummer. Shadow <laughs> Colossus, Shadow Colossus is great though. Obviously, like everybody loves Shadow Colossus. This is one of the greatest games of all time. Jason Doss writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games Blessing about Shadow of the Colossus and says this: Hey guys, with Shadow of the Colossus coming to PlayStation Plus, could you see this as Sony hyping the franchise up for a possible Shadow of the Colossus Part Two? On PlayStation 5. I've read that Ueda originally planned 48 Colossi, yeah. but dropped it to 16 in the final release. All the remasters have been all the remasters for have been done with Bluepoint, who've teased they're working on something big. Maybe Ueda's gen design comes in to consult with Japan Studio. Thanks. I would love it. I don't have faith that it's happening. Uh, this is one of my predictions, actually, on kind of funny games cast for I think it was like our next gen predictions is that Blue Point's work Blue Point works on Shadow Colossus 2. That was a prediction. Do you think that's what they're working on now? No. Okay. Yeah. And that You fall in the Demon Souls camp? I I I fall in the camp that I don't know. Okay. I, I could see Metal Gear, but like that's also like e- that's like an equal thing of like this has an equal chance of not happening as Shadow Colossus too. Like yeah. I think Demon Souls is more likely. I think a Castlevania thing is more likely. Like I think the boring answers are just the more more likely ones. I hope beyond not that Demon hope. Souls is a bo- boring answer, but for me it is. I hope beyond hope that when Blue Point's game gets revealed, it is not Demon Souls because it's just like that is one of those rumors we've all heard so long that now we just take it that that's the truth. Yeah, and I would love for everybody to be wrong that yeah. that is not what it is. You've all been misled. It it's is. actually like Jack and Daxter. I mean, I <laughs> something very left. left I also when it, I totally dig for them to try something on their own if that's what they wanted. You know what I mean? Do you and think I know that's they talked about that. I know they've talked about that. I yeah. don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't think that's they're also these aren't remasters right they're remakes like they're going in and doing something on, yeah. uh, that is of their own like, they are being creative. that's my thing is that they're the best at doing this like they're the best at like going in and remaking games mm-hmm. if you want to and, and it's de- definitely this type of remake right i'm not talking about this compared to resident evil remake or final fantasy 7 remake i'm talking about going in and replacing assets and making the same game but 
just ma- just modernizing it in a way that it looks like a, a current gen title. Nobody does that like them, and I so mean, I think they take pride in it. Isn't this the uh, like? Isn't Shadow of the Colossus really the only one that they've done a full remake for though? Yeah, they, well, because like, like they haven't the, done one before. Shadow the Metal Gear stuff was re- it was remastered. Yeah, and yeah. like Uncharted, they, they the Uncharted collection bunch. was just a remaster, like yeah. remasters and stuff. Like I feel like Shadow of the Colossus was the first one where they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go in and build, like, rebuild this game from the ground up." Essentially, yeah. And, like, but I and I, I think they take pride in that work. I think they they take pride in the fact that like, hey, we've figured this out, we've nailed this. Let's become the guys that are known for just like go, going off and, and and being able to remake something super well. Um, and so I, I, I think I think for the immediate future they I, they they do remakes though i feel like if sony came to them and that's why i have the, the, the shadow Colossus 2 prediction right is that i feel like if sony came to them and they were like hey do you guys want to be the ones to do shadow Colossus 2 i feel like that'd be too good to pass up but who knows there's no way i shadow of the colossus is a beloved masterpiece in gaming i'm not taking mm-hmm. away but it's not some commercial success you have to sequelize i honestly yeah. feel like if you yeah. were to say shadow Colossus 2 it'd be akin to saying citizen kane 2 like mm-hmm. Titanic too. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why yeah. are you? Nobody asked for this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Where these games were. Not to mention that Ueda was is so Tied. synonymous yeah. with that. That I mean that that That's, would be like. And even though you'll probably see it eventually one day, you know, a Metal Gear that is supposed to be continuing Snake or Big Boss's story mm-hmm. that Kojima isn't consulted on or part of or it's anything. Be weird. Like, yeah. Metal Gear, Metal Gear Survive. Right. Even though that's like a spinoff, it's not Big Boss or Snake, but everybody turned their back on it. Yeah, nobody, was, no, <laughs> we, like, we, we all, all let it freeze. We pretending like it didn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I could, the idea that Ueda uh, in Gen Design, being Ueda Studio, right, come in and consult on it or come in and work on it. Yeah. You know, I think could fix that a bit, but the chances of that happening, I don't know. Like Last Guardian was such a tortured development process. You know, that took what ten years to come out. And I, I think that's that's one of those situations where after that, I think you're just done working with each other. And so I don't, I don't see Shadow Colossus two coming out realistically for the reason that that it's like making a Citizen Kane two, and for the reason that like I don't see them working together and all that stuff. Yeah. But I would like it. <laughs> I'd be into it. Um, you weirdo. But then also the Final Fantasy seven remake demo Yay! is out now. Go play it. I played it at PAX. No, yeah, I played it at PAX West. I enjoyed myself and I know shit about it. You played it. You went and actually did a preview event of it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Really liked it. I'll talk about that more in the games I've been playing. No, oh, okay. Well, excuse me. Then. I'm yeah. so now, excited to check out this demo. But I'm now, so Barrett, are you ready? No. It's time for PS5 Watch. I'm glad you're on point with that. You're really on point. I appreciate that. Number four. Barrett came into work today, and it's I, like I, I, I had my back to him. To do my job. I, I had my back to him, and I'm like, "How you doing?" He's like, "I'm tired." And I turned around, and it literally looked like he just woke up at a sleepover. <laughs> like you know, when you're coming to your friend's house, yeah. you're like, your night shirt's all pulled down and stuff. Yeah. But you got it, boss baby. You got it. Zelda in review Tuesday, everybody. Later today, four hours watching content. on live on YouTube. Square Enix isn't making next gen exclusives for a bit. Will other companies follow suit? Ooh. This comes from Samuel. Tolbert 
at Windows Central. If you intend to stick to your current consoles for the time being, you'll still be able to play new Square Enix titles for a while. According to a Q&A held during the company's recent financial results briefing, Square Enix is not interested in making games exclusive to the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 for the time being and will instead develop cross-generation games. When asked about the company's plans for next-generation consoles, Square Enix stated, quote, the next-generation consoles will have backward compatibility, so we plan for we plan for the time being we plan for the time being to make our own to make our new titles available for both current and next generation titles or generation consoles. It will therefore be somewhat far, farther down the road that we release titles exclusively for next generation consoles. Will others follow that suit? Written twice. I was very confused. Um, I I don't see why not. Right? If you're a company, if you're a third party, and you're making games. Why would you make games exclusive to the new console when you could make the game when you could make a PS4 game that is also playable on PS5 and everybody can play it? I saw this when it went through the news cycle last week. I think we talked about it uh, on Games Daily because it was uh, you know it's headline, it's news. You want to talk about it? But yeah, this is so classic video games, right? Like we talk about this all the time. Like if you're if this is your first console launcher, you just haven't been paying attention, right? Like third party publishers have no real allegiance to the console manufacturers. Yeah. So it's great you want to make a new PlayStation 5 PlayStation. There's 106 million PlayStation 4s. Even, even if you sell gangbusters with PlayStation 5 day and date, that's still a, a minuscule amount of users compared to this, let alone to Square's point that everything's backwards. it's all backwards compatibility, so why would I care? Yeah. Like, if there's money tossed your way from a console manufacturer, if there is a team that feels they can only do what the, their vision is or their vision will be so much better by the tech that's a different thing if it's something you want to get started like you know how we always talked about uh watchdogs right when the, when that debuted as the first next gen yeah. in quote games we had ever seen back then like that's trying to make a new ip synonymous with it mm-hmm. and so if square is just worried about putting out like games that sell guess what everybody like the fucking Avengers aren't going to need the help of the PlayStation 5 limited launch library. Yeah. Let alone that Avengers is going to run on a PlayStation 5. Let alone, according to PlayStation, it's going to run better on a PlayStation 5 yeah. bef- without anything I happening. really want to know how the box art is going to start looking for PlayStation 5. Because this, this is the thing that Tim has been bringing up, right? How is that box art going to look for the Xbox Series X versus the Xbox One and all that stuff? I want to know how P- the, the PS5 box art looks versus the PS4 box art. Because, like, Avengers this is going to come out at the end of the PS4 generation. It's been marketed as a PS4 game. Yeah. I don't even think they've said the words PS5 for Avengers. But it's going to be playable on the PS5. And I'm sure there will be some marketing around, hey, this is, there, this is also coming to PS5. Or, like, some kind of, like ps5 logo on the in the commercial or whatever it may be right so i wonder if there is going to be like a a box with the ps4 and ps5 logo on it sure. for games that are coming out this year that are going to transition to next gen yeah i mean you know we, that we've talked window. about this a lot and or last week i think was the when we were talking about xbox's announcements and how that influences playstation we glossed over and i it didn't make a big deal about it but a lot of people sent me stuff so clearly they thought it deserved to be talked about uh-huh. the box, how the way Xbox does their Xbox back stuff now. Yeah, where you'll see a game that has this it's green three, stripe across the top and it yep. says Xbox Plus Xbox One or Xbox Three Sixty plus, plus Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to because uh, we talked about last week. Was it last week we talked we talked about the big Xbox thing? In the, the f- I, I yes, it, uh, it, uh, in a time warpy sense, ladies and gentlemen. Like Blessing said, we recorded episode ten of PSI Love yeah. You, the underrated already. So it feels like it feels like it was the last. It feels like episode eight PSI Love You XOXO was a week and a half ago. It's yeah. totally it like, feels wait, like what? It's been forever. Yeah, but yeah, it was last week we talked about the smart delivery and, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I recently listened over the weekend. 
because somebody wrote in with a podcast that Major Nelson did. It was like a 19-minute thing, part of the Major Nelson podcast, and it's him talking to one of the system architects of the Xbox. I think it was one of the system architects. For, uh, apologies if I get that wrong. Rark Murney. No. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm saying system architect is because of the marks or anything. But um, he was talking He was talking about smart delivery and some of the features of, from Xbox One. This is the same podcast that the whole um, – quick resume of different yeah games. multiple applications yeah where that news came out of that podcast so i went and listened to it and uh like that gave me a much clearer picture <laughs> of oh, smart yeah? delivery because i feel like last week i was like i don't understand like, like i understood what it was but it was one of those things where i'm like how is this even gonna work like you know this seems very confusing convoluted but no it's just how it works right now where it's yeah. like we have xbox one we have xbox 360 games that take advantage of xbox one uh the power of xbox one xbox one x right we have 4k games uh, we have like Sonic Generations that I played, right? That can run in 4K. It always goes back to Sonic. It always goes back to Sonic Generations because that's the last game I played. Okay. okay. Uh, or the last game I played that took, took advantage of the 4K and all that stuff. And so the way that Larry Larry described it, it was either Larry or his guest, but Look the way this, they described oh, it. suddenly on a first name basis with Yeah. yeah. Wow. Sorry, Mr. Herb. <laughs> 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 uh, the way that they described it on the podcast was yeah, you will basically be downloading the assets, like the new assets for the the xbox series game if you're playing an xbox one game and that's how smart delivery is going to work yeah right and i was like oh that's way more clear than than i felt like it read <laughs> in the thing um for ps5 for ps4 to, uh, to ps5 right like well if we can pause it for one second because mm-hmm. so many people did write in and t- talk to me about that and i'm like i got that i understand that it's cd project red coming off the bench yeah and saying like you should never have to buy it twice because you don't have to buy it twice now so like them saying that, and then the way we've seen cross-gen games handled before, where there is a PlayStation a 3 and a PlayStation 4, there is a remaster, there yeah. is a difference. Like, I that think, was the, like, I don't, no, what are there, you talking it very, about? It was very foggy. And what, yeah. from what I understand now, right, CD Projekt Red, they're putting out Cyberpunk 2077 on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Right. Uh, yeah, Xbox One. For Xbox Series X... I, and this is something I'm still not clear on. Here we go. Is well, there a PS5 a version of, of Cyberpunk? I don't... I don't know. The way Larry Herb described uh, smart delivery specifically <laughs> is that you will be getting the new assets on Xbox Series X. Like you'll be you'll essentially be getting an upgrade the way we've been getting it. That doesn't imply an Xbox Series X version of Cyberpunk. Now, I got to go back and read the Cyberpunk tweet because they didn't make it seem like there's going to be a PS5 version of Cyberpunk because they said when it's available. I mean, all that stuff. it's exactly. It's, it's a whatever. It's a thing. Whatever. But it's the reason why that's still pertinent is that um, and the reason why it's Dev, it's dev to dev who decides on you know who lets it happen is the fact that people still want to do remasters and so if you want to sell a remaster you then don't release like the upgraded assets you then box it up again and then sell it as a ps5 game yeah i think that's where the whole communication kind of gets weird and foggy and, and convoluting and com- confusing yeah. but that's that's sort of how it is all that said jumping back to the square yeah, thing which is way more thing. clear of what they're talking about what they plan on it's smart business and it makes yeah. sense why it, wouldn't you do that i think again like it's I, what is the selling point of the PlayStation Five? It is gonna. It's the selling point that it will run faster, solid state drive, be a better thing, better systems, better bells and whistles, better visuals, right? But for something that's backwards compatible, even when you've seen this happen before, where at the cross gen, generation console mark, where they put out a current gen and a next gen version, right? All you're ever getting the next gen version is sharper graphics, and mm-hmm. it's like usually not built for that. So it's that weird thing where it looks almost too sharp, mm-hmm. even when you see these kind of games. So like, yeah. Square's doing the right thing, let alone the fact that, yeah, they're talking about Avengers. They're talking about games that are, we've talked about with Rainbow Six and, you know, a Division and all these different games that backwards compatibility is so needed this generation because 
the constantly connected shared world yeah. game is on, is this universe. That's yeah. what people play. That's what we're playing. We're playing that regularly regularly now. And that's been yeah. it's popular enough to where now you don't want to cut those ecosystems in half once yeah. we transition. And it'd be outrageous, right? This is the point we were making last week of cool, you're invested in the division uh, um Avengers, whatever. Now you gotta buy the PlayStation five version. Like, no, like what? It's, it should just download. It should yeah. just be there. Or be this backwards compatibility. Number five. And I don't even know if I want to do this one or skip it because I, one is fuck number five. Yeah, let's skip number five because we're deep in the <laughs> in in this show. Number five <laughs> is basically going to be a rumor. Is Sony working on two consoles? Greg, is Sony working on two consoles? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Okay. Yeah, but thanks for the the <laughs> the content game rant. Uh, if you want to read more about how there are rumors about Sony working on two consoles, check out Game Rant. Number six, and this is a new segment for the X's and O's that I'm introducing called the Dreamscape. <laughs> Because it's a segment within a segment. Yeah, right. a segment because that's what PS5 watches. Actually, it's right? a segment within a segment within a segment, right? Because the segment is X's and O's. Yeah. Then you had PS5 watch. Oh, but, but that's a separate segment. Sorry, though. so I was my apologies. My so apologies, yeah, this is like this is a this is a new block within the X's so and O's. So this is uh, PS5 watch would be like one A and this is one B. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So this is the dreamscape. Do you have a logo, a graphic for this? No, I did uh, not think of that. Think ahead, Barry. Do you have a graphic for it? No. Oh, okay. Number six, Dreamscape is where there are Dreams news because there's apparently Dreams news coming out every single week now. Thank God. Great game. Keep supporting it. Number six, does the Dreams trending tab need improvement? This is by Matt Kim of IGN. He writes, some say that the discovery tool that's meant to highlight up and coming dr- projects in Dreams tends to favor viral content over original creations, something that Media Molecule says it's looking to address. One critique of the trending system is how it places more weight on games based purely on plays and not necessarily likes. In practice, this floats remakes and memes up to the top over original creations that may not have gone viral. In one thread on the PS4 uh, Dreams subreddit, with over 1.2 thousand upvotes, players are discussing ways this system can be improved. Quote, I understand that trending trending games are the most played games of the day, but what happens is that meme and superhero games that have 3K plays but only 100 likes are absolutely overshadowing great creations that have like 200 likes but only have, for example, 400 plays, end quote. Quote, feedback is a vital part of helping us shape and grow the Dreams community. I mean, a media molecule spokesperson tells IGN when we reached out regarding these concerns. Quote, we started making the first changes to our recommendation and discovery algorithms in early access and plan on continuing that work to improve them as we go, end quote. Media Molecule specifically mentions the Reddit thread saying, quote, the Reddit thread currently contains some good ideas such as the likes versus plays ratio currently, and we are certainly giving them careful consideration as part of this process, end quote. Greg, last week during my Blessing Your Dreams segment where I tell people about the dreams <laughs> that I... That sure, I another dream segment on this show, sure. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a third or second <laughs> dream segment. Um, I brought to the table two games that were both remakes, right? I brought Tetris yep. and I brought Ghost of Tsushima, which is not a game that was actually like a scene or a movie or whatever, but these are two very inspired things that are... That are recre- they're recreations. Has this been a thing for you, surfing through dreams, like seeing remakes and those stuff float to the top more and more often? Have you noticed that? I see them a lot, yeah, when you go to the uh, indreams.me page, right? Is it an issue for you? It's not an issue because I'm down. When I go into dream surf, right, when I sit down and I turn on dreams and I go into dream surfing, I know, number one, that I'm going to be in there for a while because I want to go through and find something. I'm there to experience. I'm there to go what's on. And then I've also already built out my lists and the people I'm following and stuff like that. I uh-huh. think as you start curating and following and doing things more, you start getting a better experience on there. But yeah. I do get that, yeah, at the, front, at the front door when you go in there. Like, that's how that... 
Yoda thing I found, right? The one I was yeah. talking about, the one thing I reported of Yoda doing 9-11 was there because it was trending because a million people were playing. Like, what the fuck is this thing? And I, of course, bit it, and I was right there, too. And that, it is that self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. That, you know, people are on there. But when you jump in here, like, to your point, new trending dreams as we record this right now, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is Sonic Generations Dreams Edition Prototype, hey. right? <laughs> yeah. Number, next one is The Wonderful World of Carl P- Pilkington, which actually looks pretty good, and I'm adding to my play later key right now. Uh that you go through like time splitters fight off the living dead mm-hmm. metroid fusion remake yeah. this is the same stuff in red dead the same stuff we saw over and over and over again with little big planet where it was these things would rise to the top and what do you do about that like i think they have a great answer here and the great look of what could happen of let's go in there and deal with not the amount of plays but the amount of likes. Let's go in there and I think even the way Dreams has gone through and added in this, you know, you can just be instead of being even a player, a curator. Like you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I, I'm earning a lot of points in Dreams because I continue to update my Dreams list in there for my my thing. You know what I mean? Where I want you to go in there and see what I'm playing. Come on over. You know what I'm saying? What was it? Kind of funny. dot com slash Greg's, Greg's Dreams. dreams? Was that, it? I, maybe. It, that's the one we always say and that makes sense. But then I, I think that one arrows out. I want to make sure I'm promoting the right thing, kind of. Yeah. This is a conversation that Money. me and com, I want to say Gary would have had. And <clears throat> my thing about... Craig's <coughs> dreams, yeah. My thing about the way dreams kind of sorts its dreams in the discovery... It's creations, yeah. Yeah, the creations in the, discovery, in the discovery tabs. Yeah. I think there's enough variations there, like as far as how they organize things, because they do have the new trending dreams, but then they also have the community jam dreams, and then they also have new dreams. And they ha- like there's enough different tabs that you can look at and kind of pick and choose yeah that i feel like you're you, you get the variation it's not only remakes and stuff in the training dreams tab yes there are yes. hella remakes and that's the way exactly the way they've broken even though i scroll through mine right first off i think uh they need a better system of getting things in front of you every day that they are curating i think mm-hmm. that'd be great i know i know there's a million things going on but like pip gem walker which is great is still in this like top slot up here that I've seen yeah. a million times, right? But yeah, trending games things are new recommendations built off of what I'm saying is stuff I've seen before. Uh, dreams tagged with third person, and there's Spider Man, Giant City Free Run, <laughs> Spyro the Dragon, right? Yeah. But collection, other peeps by uh, it's a collection from somebody I follow, mm-hmm. and I already see interactive drum kit and all this other stuff that is not just hey here's something inspired by you know another thing or a test or a superhero like they talked about in the article it is this different idea and here's dreams yeah, you know they have the, something the thumbed pick up of the week and, also like yeah. there's there there's a lot going on i think it's this it's a symptom of them being still early in, early in the process even though we're out of early access yeah, yeah. but i i mean i think the dreams tab is going to continue to like oh and that's grow over into your years. point into the you know the point of the article and stuff like it is the idea that Media Molecule is on this. This is not a game they shipped and walked away from, right? Like yeah. I was looking for it uh, when we were starting this because it was a different thing. But I saw Abby, uh, of course, from Media Molecule, responding to someone on Twitter this weekend that was asking a very intricate, detailed question of like, uh, this is how we're working on this thing. But it would be better if Media Molecule did this. And her actually have a conversation of like, that's an interesting idea. Talk it out with me. And like, I, you know, we don't currently do that, but I understand how that would be a problem. And like, it was something about a reshare and how it worked, but it was awesome to see them that frankly and openly be like, that's great. We're not prioritizing that, but how would you do it? And like Mm -hmm. these real conversations of trying to build these tools for people, right? Yeah. Uh, I do have a question for you from Alexis who wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can with so many of dreams most popular games being copies or recreations of existing ips tetris final fantasy 7 pt etc how is sony planning on dealing with potential copyright infringement issues thanks for all you do alexis again back to little big planet like this is 
Time is a flat circle. Yeah. We're just having the same conversations over and over again where it's like the idea here is that you can create anything you want in there, do whatever you want. You're not making money off of it. Yeah. So that's already... That's a, like the, I think that's the big thing is that nobody's selling these things yet. And it's, and it's the same thing of if you want to be a Dreams creator and you want to be promote, uh, promoted by Dreams, by PlayStation, by whatever, they are never going to promote any of the things, Spider-Man, Free Roam, any of this other stuff, right? Yeah. Like, that's not going to get into the commercials and the trailers and promoted. If yeah. it did, that's when I think you'd see Sony and Mar- or, uh, Sony, haha. You'd see uh, Marvel games come off the bench and yeah. Disney come off the bench and be like, what the fuck, guy? You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. like, in this thing, you can create whatever you want that's <laughs> happening, sure. And I, yeah, if it was at any point a financial risk or any, it was... Somehow the Spider-Man game you created in Dreams was so good that they were worried about that like, actually oh, no. detracting from <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man 2 sales. Maybe you'd have an issue where Marvel games, Disney, and PlayStation themselves yeah. would come in and stop you. But otherwise, no, that's not really going to happen. Yeah. Uh, number seven is going to be required reading. It's uh, an article from Escapist magazine called Dreams is Already Fostering the Next Generation of Game Developers. This is by Philip Moyer. I, I highly recommend people check it out. But it essentially goes into interviews with different creators in Dreams, talking about how there's a specific story that it starts off with with a person who uh, wanted to recreate No Man's Sky because they wanted to, you know, test out the tools in Dreams, yeah. right? And of course, you can't really recreate No Man's Sky because there's like 18 quintillion planets in there and all this different stuff. Yeah. But he, they kind of talk about the fun in, in in seeing Dreams tools and realizing like, oh snap, this has. Um, I forget the exact. Actually, no. They say Dream quote Dreams is like Maya, Unreal, Fruity Loops, Sony Vegas, and Photoshop all bundled into one forty dollar package. Uh, and that's by a, that's said by a guy named Kevin, who's the person that's being interviewed. Uh, Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin H. And so I highly recommend people go check it out. I think it's an interesting read. It's fun. I I agree with you. I think they should as well, and I hope it's true because that's legitimately what Media Molecule is so good at, and what the power of Dreams is. Yeah. Because again, like I, you know, I have it on. We're about to get into what you've been playing. Yeah. Actually, we're in what you've been playing. Everybody, congratulations. Boom. We're, we're in the next segment. And both you and I have dreams on our list. Yeah. And my dreams experience this week has not been playing as much as trying to get my shit ducks in a row for creating. Mm. And I got my art asset back from the person I, I I'm game directing this thing uh-huh. right because I have no talent. So I know I got to record a bunch of VO. I got the big art ass- art asset back that I had requested, and it's awesome. And it's that thing of getting it, looking at it, realizing how cur- creative and amazing uh, my collaborator is, then starting to think about what I need to do with it, starting to think about the next thing I need from everybody else. And like, the fact that that is happening with someone as scatterbrained and busy and overworked as I am, that I am having those. Uh, you look at now the other people out there who are making full-fledged games with their friends and this is their outlet. They come home and this is all they do. The people who are, when I look at their profiles, you know, 136, their level in dreams or whatever to my 13. Like, yeah. there all, is an entire community out there that is just so all a fucking about this and in making creative, amazing shit that, yeah, I can't wait to see what they make in dreams. But then, yeah, what happens after that? And mm-hmm. what this platform becomes, how many people do get inspired to go out and find, you know, what's going on? We always joke around about like when, not joke around even when we had snake pass in here a long time ago right uh, yeah in like the the fact that those guys some of them had been little big planet creators that had been hired on to test out little big planet three and then stuck around and did the game jam and made their own things and like that is more real than ever with dreams especially as even if dreams and we don't know obviously how it's going to do in terms of sales and money and all that jazz that's very important to a company we don't know how that'll actually do and net out, but the fact that I know the industry is watching Dreams, 
where it legitimately, I think it was a question leading up to it, and it were already over it with a resounding yes that if you want to make games and make assets and make art, I think you can go to a GDC. You can apply for an internship. You can talk to somebody and show a Corey Barlog or whoever, this is what I made. And have them take you seriously and be like, oh, awesome. I do understand dreams and I understand those tools. And that's very different than what we use. But you have talent here. There's something yeah. here. Let me encourage you and work with you. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been somewhat of my experience in dreams this last week. As I've been not creating, I've been playing. I found one creator, right? Their name is Mr. Casey Jones. And let me tell you, I Mr. Casey Jones is my favorite creator in dreams. Somebody sent, wow. me, somebody sent me one of their games uh, called Opposite Day 2, Regular Day. <laughs> Uh, by uh, uh, by Mr. Casey Jones, and I guess this is gonna be my blessing your dream segment where I talk about different dreams and dreams or whatever. Now that's oh sorry, that's Mr. And then Casey yes, Jones. Then Casey Jones. All one word. Yeah. Right now, a uh, hundred and two level creator. So Mr. Casey Jones makes comedy games, right? He makes games called Opposite. He has a, he has a series called Opposite Day. And yeah. He's made like eighty of these things, uh, eight of these things, not eighty. And they're all hilarious, right? It's walking sim comedy. Like, it's him being cheeky. It's him being funny. Bear, could you go to, like, the beginning of it to where, like, um, yeah, like, around there? Because basically, this is Opposite Day 2, which if you're going to check out Opposite Day games, I highly recommend starting off with 2. <laughs> because 2 is the best one, right? But the, basically, it's a walking sim. He's going around, and there's text on walls. And if you read the text, right... Um, they're all jokes. They're all jokes, right? This one isn't actually really a joke. This one's actually kind of a actual one. But it's basically bit after bit after bit after bit. If you played a game like Jazz Punk or if you played, uh, what's it called? The game that they're actually re-putting out again for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, it's a walking sim. Stanley Parable. If you play Stan Stanley Parable, right? It has some of that kind of tone to it. Sure. Where it's, it's goofy, it's fun. And... He's just very clever. <laughs> like all, all all of the bits are very I'm not gonna say very funny, but they catch me off guard like over and over and over and over again. Um and so like here you're walking through a hallway, right? If you look at this wall, right? It really didn't it didn't really matter what order you press those buttons. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of how wacky these dreams are. Sure. Um, opposite day is a bit of a misnomer. It's, okay, well, he's going too fast, so I can't read what was going on. But basically each of the texts are different bits. It's really funny. I spent I feel like most of my weekend playing these games and having a blast. Are they that deep? Or is there that no. many of them? No. I mean, there's like, there's, so there's eight of them. Each of them, they fluctuate, but they're from like 30 minutes to maybe an hour gotcha. each. Remember, everybody, you can go to indreams.me slash Mr. Casey Jones. You can follow there, uh, and that way you can see all the creations. Uh, here's what I'm going to let Mr. Casey Jones speak for himself. Mm -hmm. My real name is Casey, and I live in Oregon, USA. I was born in the 1900s, and I like pizza. The thing we call dreams has been the perfect platform for me to express myself and get ideas out of my head that just couldn't be done anywhere else. It's been a great experience, even at these early stages. Also, I've never had an audience for anything before. I can't believe people play games that I've made. What a time to be alive for someone who can't code but wants to make games. Thank you so much for spending time with my creations. His bio says... I'm here to play slash see things that are only in dreams to make things that don't already exist and explore the relationship between creator and player. That's awesome. That is exactly what you want out of a dreams creator. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. So Mr. Casey Jones is my favorite right now. Like I've legitimately enjoyed uh, his games like a lot. <laughs> it's ridiculous how 
like good he is at at one delivering comedy and it's like also like clean comedy which i didn't realize it until i probably got into like the fourth or fifth one where he like referenced that he wasn't saying curse words or whatever and i was like oh, oh yeah you haven't been cursed. I <laughs> like i didn't even think about that um very yeah, clever dude. he has so many creations up here too yeah yeah he he's can... like he has a thing he also has a dreams tube which is like his video series on in dreams where it, it's dude he's He's really good. I was already I, following, but I don't. I, I think it was one. I did a mass follow trying to get the trophy, which I got. No big deal. Boom. And so check out Mr. Casey Jones. Uh, another one I want to highlight. It, what did that? Did that get the blessing seal of approval? I, honestly, all the ones I'm about to talk about are going to get it, and so we'll wait to the end. And all. Oh I'll wow! Say, one I'll, big blessing. I'll say all of them get the seal of approval the because up. these are all good. Yeah. Dreamwave playable synth. This isn't a game. This is somebody literally made a. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Like a musical tool, right? That uh, has oscillators, it has mixers, it has effects, right? You can you can mess up, mess around with the delays, all this different stuff, right? If you like making use making music and messing around with these type this type of thing, uh, this thing surprisingly works. <laughs> like that's the thing that kind of blew me away is that, right? If you look at the, um, I'm trying to think of of what these things are actually called, like the actual like like machines for <laughs> making music. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a weird way to put it, but like this is a keyboard. Well, not just the key- it's not just a keyboard though. It's like um, Barry. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Andy. Yeah, Andy, Andy will be able. To, Andy. Andy will be able to to know what I'm talking about. What's this called? Come right? here, come and get on this microphone. Not that one. This one. Nobody will be able to hear you. Barry doesn't have the power to pull that up in time. I pulled it up in like 0. 0.5 what seconds. What do you mean? What? Like this as like this entire, thing. this entire thing. Oh, like an MPK or? I guess like this is not like a um. Like tool, you know, like um, <laughs> massive or like Move. Nexus in Fruity Loops. Like, is there not like a name oh, for oh, like? Oh, like, yeah, it's a um, it's an audio. Oh, shit! Oh my god! Yeah, it's see, me. that's what I'm saying. There, there's all these different programs, but it, yes. th- but there's a word that you say to like. Oh, this OST is, my- is that. That's a, that's official soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. That I know exactly yeah. what you're talking. Where they're like, hey, here's this piece of hardware, this MPK, this piano, and it can be used with a bunch of different ver- a, bu- a variety of blank, and it's like your preferred audio. Fuck, chat does chat know? We're, no. Hmm. Damn, it's Mike v- VST? Huh? VST? VST? Yeah. Yeah. No well, wait. No, I don't know. Let me know. I don't know if that's out. just a specific Fruity Loops thing. Let me know when you find out. But basically, Man, what a fucking whiff from <laughs> Nitro Rifle. But you basically, I mean? it's an app you can use to make music. Um, and like, yeah, all the effects on the thing work, right? And so you can do, you can mess around with the delay, mess around with the decay, mess around with the with oscillators, the with the yeah, with the DK. Um, all that stuff. It works. It's a playable synth. It's great. And then lastly, I want to highlight the Water Gardens by Half Up. Okay. Uh, this is ba- basically a. I guess I can call it a 3D platformer, and he, they actually made a trailer. If you want to press play on wow. the trailer, uh, it's it has a really cool art style. It's pulled out from afar, very colorful kind of thing. Now, is that the St. Louis arch or is that a Borderlands vault? You'll be the judge when you play this. Yeah, play it, figure it out. But yeah, you're basically going through these different environments, collecting these shapes, and, and it's like a. This looks great. No, yeah, it looks. The amazing. Water Gardens by Half Up. The Water Gardens by Half Up. Uh, it was a nice, fun, quick experience, and that's my that's been my favorite thing about Dream so far is that I. Like, it always kind of sucks being like, I want to play a new game, but, you know, I don't want to spend 10 hours <laughs> it's that, jumping into it's a the, big game. The, what, I always, what I love about Dreams and why it works so well for me is that, that idea where, man, I'm excited for The Division, but it's not here, or Warlords, but it's not here yet. So, I'm, oh, here, Andy figured it out, everybody. Andy figured it out. 
He went over there. Cool Greg told him because Cool Greg knows. No, I just googled it. Uh, uh, it's a DAW. Yes, digital thank you. audio workstation. Thank you. Thank you. God. Just send in Cool Greg. God. Sure was I was just sweating because I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> I was like, "What is this word? I know the word, but it just escaped me." Uh, but in being in the mood for one game, and but you don't have it or you're whatever, and, yeah. and then you don't want to start a new game because yeah, you don't have ten hours, nor do you want the. 30 to 45 minutes of tutorialing where you're not even in the real game. Whereas, like, Dreams, you jump in, you're playing, you're doing your thing, you're finding these levels, you're going, or worlds, and yeah. finding what you want to do in them. And so, like, I, I I appreciated this game because it was a quick experience. It was, like, 45 minutes long, and it was just, like, a quick, like, hey, here's some platforming, here's, like, a couple of puzzles to solve, and it was over. And it d- did not overstay its welcome, and it felt chill, it felt laid back, and I had a really good time with all of them. And so, all of them get the blessing seal of approval. Barrett? Oh, he's asleep on the job. Blessing. Yes. I'm glad you still have your seal of approval. Still Thank bummed you. I don't have one, but whatever. It's your thing. Don't no, worry Do you want it. one? We no, can make you one. No, we can no, combine no, these no. segments. Uh, like I said, my dreams time has mainly been uh, creating, which is weird and different and cool. Uh, however, I did want to give a shout out to one, Robert Mims. If you scroll down a little bit in the doc, Barrett, you'll see a link there for him. He's the question underneath my dream segment. Uh, he wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, not a question, but I did want to check in with Greg about my squad up last week. You know, when he called me the fuck out for not having created anything in dreams. You remember this? John L. Ace Esquire was the squad up <laughs> last week who wanted people to create with him in dreams, had created jack shit. And he's like, well, I'll come and help you do anything. I'm great. And he had done nothing. Well, anyways, Robert slash John Ellis continues. Well, between work and school this past week, I've been working on something. It's incredibly small, nothing impressive in the slightest, but it's the seed for something bigger. I'm making a short animated film called oh. Of Wormrest, and I hope to be able to show you more in the future. Oh. My squad up still stands, too. If you want to make cool stuff in Dreams, hit me up. I have loads of stuff to learn, but I am hooked on Dreams. Love, Robert. PSN. John. J-O-H-N. L. Ace. A-C-E, Esquire. Uh, yeah, you can see Barrett pulled it up over here. Of course, you can go to indreams.me slash John L. Ace Esquire, and you can see w- uh, Rest there, which looks awesome. It looks like a, set, a little castle setting there. Yeah. And creepy as hell. It looks cool. I so, shout out to you, John L. Ace, answering the call when I was like, he wants, he says he can do anything, and he's done nothing. You did something. Congratulations to you. I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Plus, what else have you been playing? I've been playing a little bit of Bloodborne. Uh, a little bit more of Bloodborne. Sure. Yeah. I finally. So basically, what happened when I, when I last talked about Bloodborne? Because I don't I don't think it's really a spoiler. I, I didn't talk about it because I didn't know what constitutes a spoiler in Bloodborne. But sure. I'm gonna talk about you it. You die a lot. That's you spoiler. die a lot. Yeah. Basically, I got caught by a snatcher. And basically, what these guys do is randomly as you're playing, right? These are very powerful people or very powerful creatures, whatever they are. I don't know if anybody in Bloodborne is human. They <laughs> if they kill you, they kidnap you, and then they take you to a to like apparently one of the most difficult parts in the game. And so I got stuck there, and I was like, I don't know how to leave this place, and I'm very stubborn, and I don't look up guides. And I feel like Bloodborne as a game really wants you to like either look up guides or like really want to like scrape around the whole environment, like scrape around all the environments to figure out how to get out of a place or figure out where is what. But basically I got stuck in a loop where I kept dying because I would keep going into the wrong room that had like a, a bunch of strong dudes in it. Um, basically I figured out how to get out of there by cheesing two of That's the snatchers. That's how you play. Yeah, had to, had to cheese a couple enemies because they were very strong, killed them, found the way out. Now I'm back in the game, and man, Bloodborne. <laughs> man, that's always how, that's how any conversation about Bloodborne yeah, goes. I'm having as much fun as I am with the game as I'm having as much frustration and anxiety and just like dread about playing the game because it is such a 
one, it's it's punishing, but then also, like it's scary and terrifying. I can get past the punishing and difficulty of it, but everything in the game either crawls or slithers or surprises you, and I'm just like, I don't, I hate all of it. But the game <laughs> the is same my life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate it so much, but. I enjoy like the actual combat and the actual like you know killing and you know having to to not wanting to lose my blood echoes like that experience. I'm like this is actually pretty. This is really fun. Yeah. But yeah, dude, everything in that game is scary, and so I, 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 I'm, I'm playing it. I'm probably having the, like the slowest Bloodborne playthrough of all time. Like I should have beaten the next boss by now, Vicar Amelia. But I, I'm just I've just been taking it so slow because I've not I've been trying not to get married to the game. And so like this weekend I took a break and I was like, all right, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna find another single player action adventure game that I can j- jump into. And I started playing Dying Light, which I don't want to I don't want to talk sure. about my experience yet because I want to have something to talk about next episode or I guess two episodes from now uh, when we come back and hopefully I'll, I would have beaten Dying Light by then. Um, but aside from Bloodborne, been playing or I, I previewed Final Fantasy VII Remake. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Yeah, we did a whole first impressions on it. Me, Tim, Andy Cortez. Audio podcast available wherever podcasts are. Um, Gamescast uh, podcast feed. And yeah, dude, that game is incredible. Like, yeah? It's, it's going to be awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. I put it on like the same level as Doom Eternal and... Um, there's like one other game I had in that category as far as like how games are going to stack up by the end of the year where I think like like the big the big dogs are going to be Last of Us in, in Cyberpunk as as I see it right and then right under that I think is going to be Doom 2016 Final Fantasy 7 remake and uh RE3 I probably I could probably see in there. Uh the for game of the year? For game of the year, yeah. Doom 2016? Or Doom Eternal, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I can't forget what year it is. Um, this is be, I mean, it's a great game. This is hard to believe I mean, it came back. Making game of the year every year. <laughs> but th- this is my first experience. This is going to be my first experience with Final Fantasy VII, I should say. Like, my first full experience. Because I've tried out the Maker Reactor section of the original Final Fantasy VII yeah. specifically. And I played that, like, multiple times. And I never really made it past because I couldn't get invested in, in it. Because Final Fantasy VII is an old game by now. And it's been one of those things where old it's, like, old. old game's old. And... Uh, I that game is kind of aged weirdly in terms of playing it as a game. Granted, it's it's, it's turn based, and so it's not like playing like a action heavy game, but still, it's one of those things where it's like I just don't feel my I don't feel invested in this. Yeah. And so playing the demo for the remake, like the preview demo, not the demo that's up on PlayStation um, on the PlayStation Store. The demo we did, me and Tim did, was like three four hours long. We played different sections of the game. The ways Do you in which, know how long this PlayStation Store demo is? I think it's I think just it's, the first chapter. It's what I did at PAX, right? No, you. Well, why, why yeah, would you I know? Say why. It's, <laughs> it's where I fight the scorpion, yes. or spider guy, or whatever. Yeah, right? it was yeah. like the first boss. Yeah, yeah, okay. In like the the Mako dude. Yeah, the Mako uh, section. The the ways in which they present the story and present the narrative in this remake really actually have me fascinated and invested in what's going on in a way okay. that I did not feel when I was originally playing the game. I didn't really care about what was going on at all. I was just like, okay, cool. This, I got to blow up this place, whatever. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. The ways in which they, they present the story beats and they present the like the situation at hand as far as Cloud, Barrett, not you, Barrett, but the Barrett in the game, uh, that, that, that whole crew being involved with like environmental activism and trying to save the world by, by causing destruction and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, this is actually very deep and I'm actually interested in everything that's going on, let alone the characters, the ways in which they, 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 they interact. Though, like, I don't know if this is in the demo. Actually, I don't know if this is a spoiler, so I probably can't say it. But there are certain scenes where, where you know, Cloud will meet a character and I was like, that was a very... That was kind of a weird meeting, but whatever. It was very like anime in that sort of way, but still 
there is a lot of heart in it, which I appreciate in yeah. like the characters and the way they they, they talk and the in the ways the, in which they they present that I I really like. And the gameplay I think is is really fun. It's it's action RPG ish in the ways that it doesn't downplay the RPG half of it. Right, okay. like it feels very much strategic still. Like even though it's it's not turn based, even though it's it's it is like you are mashing square to get off your combos, it still does feel like you have to be attentive and you have to manage. Like, hey, what is this enemy's weakness? All right, who do I need to switch to in order to activate this move? All right, how do, I need to get into my menu so I can you know use this ability. All that stuff I think really feels strategic, and I was very much into the combat. And yeah, if you want to hear more of what I have to say, check out First Impressions YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. There it is, good job. Good yeah, uh, really, really enjoyed my demo. Aside from that, I play. Aside a from that, you've been playing like nine hundred things. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a lot. A lot. Uh, One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. I played a little bit of that over the last week. How that held up? I it was fun for the first thirty minutes. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then at a certain point, I was like, why is there so much talking in this game that I, it's a fighting game and this, you're, you're put into like this overworld and you're, you're, you're playing your own hero that you create. One Punch Man, by the way. Are you familiar with One Punch Man? Yeah. It's basically a parody of like shonen anime. And so the whole deal with One Punch Man is that the main character in One Punch Man is a guy, is a guy named Saitama. I almost called him One Punch Man, which might also be his name. I don't know. But Saitama is basically so powerful that he can kill anybody with one punch. He's bored as hell, right? And he's bored. Yeah, that's, that's like the whole conceit of the show is that it's a parody. He's bored because he's so strong and he's the hero and all that stuff. And I was expecting this game to kind of take advantage of that, which they, they do a little bit, but in ways where I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, you can play a Saitama and get one punch on a character and they're dead. And that happens a few times. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, and it's like that happens and it's like, all right, cool. For the most part, you're playing as your own created character and you're getting to fights all the characters are kind of generic because that's kind of the nature of the anime is that everybody else in the anime is pretty generic, I feel like. Like, is it, it being a parody, it is parodying, like, the... Known stereotypes, Yeah, the right? known the stereotypes, the, ridic archetypes. the ridiculousness of, like, these heroes and villains in, 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 in anime. And it feels like playing this game that it didn't... The game almost doesn't understand that it's a parody. <laughs> and so I'm just playing, like, these stereotypical, like, you know, boring uh, characters, and I'm just like... All right, cool. And I'm fighting, and the fighting system's not that great. It's like serviceable, but it's not that great. And so I had fun at first punching punching people and using the special moves. But after a certain point, I was like, "All right, this feels like there's no skill to it." And so yeah, it's it, it was it was whatever. <laughs> it was whatever. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Greg, what about you? Open playing? Uh, like I said, Dreams and the Creation Suite, which has been really cool. Been working on a game for review that I can't talk about. Uh, I had done a whole bunch more Fortnite. We streamed Fortnite. You can catch that on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Me, Barrett, Andy, tearing it up. Mainly me. 13 E limbs, no big deal. You know what I mean, Barrett? You can say you're impressed. It's okay. I mean, how many were bots, though, Greg? You know, it doesn't matter because it's fucking a kill is a kill is a kill, and the XP is the XP. Don't try to take this away from me, all right? All right. Wash your tongue. Oh my god! Wow. I watched that and it was it was hypnotic. Uh, for me, like I said, the big thing this week is going to be the Division Two Warlords of New York. Uh, off to Canada tomorrow night on a red eye. But you bet your ass, I'm I'm packing that PS4. Ten new levels to tear through. Of course, Fran and I had gotten to go and play uh, Warlords yeah. a couple weeks ago for preview, and it's just exactly what I'd want out of Division. New a giant new area over in New York. You know, we, we, Division Two is all set in DC. Now you're over in New York. More gear to chase. More story. More level. Uh, and then next week. 
once this is out for one week, they introduce seasons, which mm. will be these three-month seasons that are just what you'd expect based on Fortnite and Apex and all that stuff, right? Of like, yeah. it's a season where you there's 100 ranks to go up through that via XP. There's multipliers. There's a battle pass. There's unlocking all this stuff. Like, it sounds, for somebody who loves the Division gameplay as much as I do, it's exactly what I want out of it, of a reason to turn on the Division whenever I'm in that moment of like, what should I play? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll do the division. Crank out a few levels or whatever. Work on that. So I'm super stoked to get home and do that. But like I said, got to watch fucking nice. Shazam. Uh, however, I want to give everybody a shout out. The other thing I played this week, Firewall Zero Hour. Oh, oh Last yeah. week, of course, we <laughs> did uh, the first ever PSI Love You XOXO Playdate, uh, where we invited all of you to download the free uh, PlayStation game of the month, Firewall Zero Hour, and then play with us in VR. Of course, Blessing immediately screwed it up. I, de- I I went and played after after you guys. Oh, okay, did you yeah. play with any fans? You didn't run anybody? No, no, of course. And I sucked. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I got one. Actually, no, I got one, literally one kill. Yeah, yeah, because I'm playing with controller. And yeah, I, but you didn't update the game beforehand. And also, so I didn't. Up, you got I home didn't and there was like the a game. five gig update. Like, <sighs> it wasn't even five. It was like eighteen gigs. Wow. I okay, yeah, and it. it took like an hour and a half for it to download. And I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, when that was happening, I was like, oh, I'll just play Beat Saber. So <laughs> I also played Beat Saber. <laughs> well, that's your problem. You can't download if you da- if you play something while you download something. It takes even longer. Even if it's not online, though? Mm. Well, it, everything's online, right? In some way. It, it, it's just it, leaderboards. But, but just th- think about it. It's processing still, power. It, processing power it's like your, is being your CPU. allocated from uh, being able to download to uh, running how a much, game. How much processing power is needed to download a thing? I mean... And none of us are system architect Mark Cerny. Yeah, I'm not right? Kevin, I can't tell you. Mark Cerny, like call me up. I want to know why yeah. can't I download and play at the same time? When you call your best friend Larry. Uh, Jacuzzi Strangler writes in. To patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. It says, uh, will you and Papa Bless be doing more PSI Love UXOXO playdates with the kind of funny best friends in the future? Party time, Schwing and I had a blast playing Firewall with you, Greg. <laughs> Part of what made the experience so amazing for us is that Firewall, like many PSVR games and the platform itself, does not have the mainstream appeal of games like COD or FIFA. While games like Firewall... La- what? Uh, when he says, while games like Firewall lack in mass adoption, they make up for in tight-knit, friendly, grassroot-type communities. Playing games like Firewall on PSVR satisfies a tinge of childhood nostalgia for me. Friday nights, going through the aisles of the local blockbuster with my older brother, looking for some obscure title that we heard about from some friends that we could play together on our Sega Genesis. It was awesome to have you out there in the wild, and Schwing and I would love to hop into a few more PSVR multiplayer games that use that kind of funny TLC. That's the whole point. Again, like, you know, PlayStation approached us saying, like, hey, we're, do- it's, you know, it's the free thing. They hit up me and David from Upload VR and we're like, you know, can we do a stream? Can we do this thing? And I was like, we can't support a stream, but I'm down to support this because obviously First Contact was so awesome about coming in, being on the PlayStation VR show, hanging out with us and talking. And obviously, I love that game, Firewall, so much. Uh, you know, David for Upload streamed it that night. We got in there and we just ran random games with everybody out there and had everybody come to one thing. I definitely think we'll do it in the future. Whether it'll be PlayStation VR or not, who knows? who's to say but i'd love your uh, feedback i can put it in the form i should make a note right now before i hold on form that's says from but i'll understand feedback psvr game if it's not there in the morning on the participation thread for ps i love you which of course you can get at kind of funny.com slash patreon uh tweet me everybody and i'll add it in there so we can get suggestions for other games to play that we could all jump in and do a game night but if you didn't know it's too late now because it's march but firewall zero hour, what a game so yeah. much fun you know what I mean? Playing with that, uh, the, you know, AM move controller. I'm sad, I, I'm sad I didn't have that. I, I didn't figure out until some uh, messing around with it that I couldn't play with just the move controllers that I needed the actual attachment. Yeah, or, otherwise you had to play with the DualShock. You yeah, know? and so I was kind of bummed out, <laughs> bummed out that I couldn't play Sure. Uh, with move controllers. Cause my, biggest, my big problem is that, and they, I think it was actually Schwing who was asking me about it, right, is that 
I wanted so many people make they 3D print the the stocks because you know how like you have the the move. Do we have the gun here by any chance, Barry? Have you seen that aim control around here? Did Kevin take it home? It was at your desk, so oh shit, yeah. If it's not over there, then I don't know. No, no, it might be. It doesn't matter. But you have it. But like, so you're aiming like this or whatever. Uh-huh. But like, people were 3D printing stocks, that's so you can really put them to cool. your shoulder and do it. And that's like, awesome. Somebody asked me, and I was like, "Fuck no, I never did. I, I'd love to do that. If you make those, hit me up. I came over Greg on Twitter because I'll that's buy really one cool. off you. Great game, amazing stuff. It's cool how much they've added to it, how much they've changed, how much fun it still is to play. Uh, if you didn't know, it's you know. Rainbow Six Terrorist Hunt, but it's in VR, and it all works, and you walk around in real time, 4v4, you you know defend, then you attack, and vice versa. So much fun. Signal jammers are the bane of my existence, because like, you have to hack the computer to win, right? So there'd be matches where we'd killed everybody, but then to use the computer, we had to destroy the, the jammer, but like you can, since it's VR, you can hide it wherever you can hide it. So mm-hmm. people like you know go under the tables and hide them, and they just have to keep them in range, so you're like, walking around listening for beeps, and maybe they're above you on the ceiling above, and it's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm um, Blessing. Of course, what we play every week is one PSN game in a segment we call 104 PSN Games Ranked. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, you go to kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. Each week, we read through the drop on the PlayStation blog and pick a different PSN game to play. The next week, we report back to you and rank all the games in one ridiculous list. The rules are simple. We can't pick the same game. We can't pick something that's AAA, and it should be something we were going to play anyway. Uh, today, we will be adding six, two more games, which will bring us to a total of 16. Currently, the top 10 look like this. You can get the full list, like I said, kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. Number one. Darwin Project. Number two, Foxyland 2. Number three, Mosaic. Number four, Zombie Army 4, Dead War. Number five, Under Hero. Number six, It Came From Space and Ate Our Brains. Number seven, Throw Anything. Number eight, Earth Knight. Number nine, Hunt Showdown. Number ten, Graveyard Keeper. This week, blessing out of Oye Jr., mm-hmm. you drew Space Channel 5 VR, kind of funky newsflash. Yeah. I drew Spartan Fist. Who would like to begin? I can begin. Okay. Space Channel 5 VR kind of funky newsflash. It was a disappointment. Oh, no! <laughs> disappointment. No! Because the, the sucky thing about the game is, like, at its very core, it's, like, somewhat fun. But the game is, I kid you not, 25 to 30 minutes long. And that's about it. And so I got it. I, I, uh, we, we didn't get codes, and so I, I bought it on the store. And it was, like, 40 bucks, which made me think, oh, this is about to be, like, a media experience. It's a real right. game, yeah. Yeah, it's PSVR. And basically, it's, it's it's Space Channel Five, right? It is a call and response rhythm game. Uh, it, since you're in VR, you're playing with the move controllers, and you're actually doing the movements to to the to the music, right? And so yeah. it is it is Ulala, who is like the main girl in Space Channel Five. You know her, <laughs> yeah. You know Ulala. Uh, she basically there is a space invasion, and the way you solve the space invasion is through dance. You dance, and all your problems are solved. Also, you're on a news station for some reason. And you're following Ulala's Why movements. Why not? You're, you're, you're dancing against aliens. The aliens will do like a movement. And so they'll be like left, right, chew. Or well, they say chew. They're saying shoot, I believe. And so it's like left, right, shoot, shoot. And you do, you, 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 you uh, repeat those movements back to them. Kind of like Parappa the Rapper. That okay. Kinda, that kind of call, call and response movement and so you do the moves left right shoot shoot and you're taken through these you're taken through four different stages each stage is probably like six to seven minutes long and i finished it and when i finished it, i was like i can't believe this is over because it like when i say it was 25 minutes long like i was expecting this game to be i don't know man two to three hours sure i was expecting it to feel like a full experience like i paid 40 bucks (laughs) and so i was expecting it to be substantial and i finished it and i was like 
oh, all right, maybe if I go to the arcade mode, and the arcade mode is literally just the story mode again. Oh. And I was like, oh, all right. And then there's like one other mode that's like the 100 uh, challenge mode or whatever, but I didn't even bother because I was like, all right, oh, I'm already done with this thing because it's not, it's, it's fun enough to where I, I, I would have liked more, but not fun enough to where I, I'd, I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, I, I could only mm. recommend it to people who, who are really into Space Channel 5. If you are not a fan of Space Channel 5, do not get this game. Like, I don't think it's worth it. It, it um, like, the music itself was, like, fine. The, the um, detection on the moves didn't even feel like it was that tight. Mm. Like, I, I hit all the moves. I was getting, I was getting perfect. And so it wasn't even a thing of the, re- re- the replayability is there. I was getting, like, I was doing perfect runs by the time I got to the third and fourth level third and fourth stage okay and so it wasn't like oh i'm gonna try this to get over and over again to get trophies or anything like i had gotten trophies for like <laughs> i got trophies perfect, god damn it yeah <laughs> for getting perfect runs and so you know that wasn't there like it's a it's a rhythm game it's a dance game and since it's psvr you can only really play single player okay and so i feel like dance games only being single player is kind of eh because I feel like that kind of experience you want to have with other people, right? You think of Just Dance, you think of stuff like that, you think of Dance's Revolution. And I guess Dance's Revolution is a game you can play by yourself. But still, this kind of game where it is motion-based, you kind of want to play with other people and you you can't. So overall, I was bummed with it. Man. Mainly mainly for the lack of content, though. That was like the big egregious thing. If this had more content, then I, I'd be a little bit more positive on it. But overall, it was not a good experience. Lame. Or, overall, it was, it was a very short experience, with made it, which made it not a good experience. Sure. Well, the tra- if the tracking isn't good either on the move, or yeah. it's not doing anything. It wasn't, like, terrible, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I did Spartan Fist, which is from Glass Bottom Games, the people working on Skatebird, who was like, hell yeah, and they were part of the showcase. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing this, and this looked totally cool. And I jumped in, and I was like, oh, no. Like, no, this isn't no. totally cool. And it's not uh-huh. bad. It's just, like... I feel like it is one note throughout. And this is, you know, the whole point of the 104 PSN games ranked, right? Is us playing these different PSN games, uh, screwing around with them. These aren't full-fledged reviews by any stretch of the imagination, right? Uh-huh. So what had happened is we had picked this. I had gotten a code. I had jumped in and started playing it, I think, Tuesday of last week. And I, as soon as I started it up and played it, I was like, oh, man, like the, the neon pink of this the text in, or the font they're using, yeah. just even the way the camera's moving is giving me a headache. And I'm like, uh, that's got to be me being exhausted, right? And I put it down. I'm like, I'll come back when I'm not exhausted. Got caught up in my review. And like literally last night in bed, I was like, oh, yeah, show, P.S., I love you tomorrow. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. And so I downloaded it, played it at my desk. And it's, it's, I still find the colors and font egregious. And like, ah, they're grating on me, right? Yeah. But like the camera isn't, as, isn't that bad. But overall, the game is just a first-person puncher. So you're running, it's a first person uh, puncher roguelike. So you're running, you know, you kill some stuff, you earn some coins, you come back and then you can, you know, go to an upward, upgrade board and buy different kinds of fists to use that, or buy different kind of fists that you'll then be able to find in the level to use. Mm-hmm. But it's literally, I just feel like from what I played, it's totally one note of like the environments all feel the exact same, look the exact same. Like that first run didn't feel any better or worse than the last run I did. Um, you know what I mean? The more I played it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm really getting into the groove. Or anything. It was just like, I'm running and punching. You can change between a bunch of different stances, but rather than do that thing of like, we're slowly teaching you, it kind of just drops them all on you. So I never was like, well, I mean, which one? And I didn't feel like, it, when I did change them, I didn't feel like I was getting much out of this. Why would I be doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, going through and doing the different upgrades and the different fists, I just felt like my punches would take longer or be a little bit more damaging. But overall, it was just like, I played, you know, 
I don't know, a dozen times. I did a dozen runs in this roguelite uh-huh. or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to play what this. I don't want to play this. And again, like, I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch of imagination. It's not broken. It's not like that. Yeah. But it's like, for 15 bucks, I was like, nah, not, not what yeah. I'd be doing. Not at all. Yeah. So, bless. We're into the back half of the list here, I guess, then, for where these are going. Oh, right? yeah. So you what? Uh, number nine is Hunt the Showdown. Number 10, Graveyard Keeper. Number 11, Eclipse, Edge of Light. Number 12, uh, Katana Kami, Away of the Samurai Story. Number 11, Music Racer. Number 14, Brain Breaker. I, um, I'm, I'm putting it below Graveyard Keeper for sure, but what I want to know for, from you is uh-huh. how does it sound compared to Eclipse, Edge of Light? Eclipse, Edge of Light, I felt... It's longer, so you're getting more game than uh-huh. you were out of uh, what you're talking about for Space Channel yeah, VR. Yeah, Space Channel 5. Uh, and then... I would say, I mean, I, I liked Eclipse Edge of Light. I just didn't think it challenged me or did anything. I enjoyed the experience of walking through it. I think it's, it sounds like it's below that for me personally. Okay. I'm going to put it below spa- uh, Eclipse Edge of Light then. All right, so you're Space putting- Channel 5 VR. Kind of funky newsflash. All right, so that's where you're putting that at number twelve. Uh, for me, then to put Spartan Fist in the running, I, I ask you, how does it compare to Music Racer? Because I would have Katana Kami, a game that I thought was one note as well. Of uh-huh. oh, it's trying to it, <laughs> trying to be. It's like Moonlighter, but Moonlighter is way more interesting and blah blah blah. I could still see. Oh, I like I like Way of the Samurai. Oh, I just want a brainless game to go dungeon crawl and oh, okay, do that Katana Kami. Whereas uh-huh. this like. I really want a first-person punch. I'm like, ah, there's got to be a better solution than this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I saw. I, where does that compare to Music Racer for you? Did it feel like it had effort <laughs> put into it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they, music, music Racer. Like at a certain point, I was like, wow, they really just wanted to m- put out a game. Yeah, I think it definitely, it definitely had. It, it's there are choices made here, and it's. A, I mean, it's an indie. This is yeah. literally like. It's a first-person puncher roguelite from a, a very a small... And I, I don't want to speak out of turn. I think it's just uh, Meg, right? It's just Meg from Glass Bottom Games, who's mm-hmm. also doing Skatebird. So it's like, with that kind of structure of it, that's what I think it is. And I'm, okay. yeah, she tried for sure. Like, this is a game that they, <laughs> they definitely were working on. Because Music Racer, the only thing Music Racer had going for it was, visually, it was stunning, but it felt like it was barely a game. And so it sounds like it goes above Music Racer. Okay, just making sure. Then, yeah, I'll put it there at number 14, bumping Music Racer down to 15 and Brain Breaker down to 16. Ah, uh, Spartan Fist. I almost forgot. All right, so then, yeah, now it's number 12, Space Channel 5, 13, Katana Kami, 14, Spartan Fist, 15, Music Racer, 16, Brain Breaker. That will be updated, of course, on kindoffunny.com slash 104 list. But then we come to the big part of the show where we have to guess and pick what we'll be taking on from the drop next week. I'm over on the PlayStation blog reading from Justin Massengill's The Drop. Uh, so far for this week, we have these. 60 Seconds on PlayStation 4. 60 Seconds is a dark comedy, atomic adventure of scavenge and survival. Collect supplies and rescue your family before the new kits. Stay alive in your fallout shelter. Make difficult decisions. Ration food and hunt mutant cockroaches. Oh, and maybe survive or not. It doesn't sound bad, but the I don't like the title art for it. That's not the title art looks uh, very, very indie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amoeba Battle, microscopic RTS action on PlayStation 4. Amoeba Battle is a new breed of real-time strategy game where you c- 
control versatile amiibos in the battle for the microscopic world unlike other rts games there are no bases to build new amiibos are created through the miracle of binary fission uh breeder homegrown director's cut playstation 4 and vita it lives uh breeder homegrown is a short horror game about a family dealing with a strange creature over several generations you will encounter some puzzles but the game relies mostly on atmosphere music and dialogues in the director's cut version, dialogues have been streamlined. Some issues have been fixed. Some issues have been fixed. <laughs> and if you look closely enough, you might find some new little surprises. Uh, Dogfighter WW2 on PS4. Uh, new Sky Battle Royale has arrived. Uh, real dogfighting battle royale based on World War II. Uh, be part of the Grand Sky Battle with warplanes <laughs> such as Mustang, Spitfire, Messerschmitt, uh, Zero Sven. Uh, customize the way you want with 40 people. You are the ruler of the sky. Wait. Okay, you're not playing as dogs. <laughs> no, yeah, it seems like yeah, the, uh, if you're an audio listener, the, the title art is a dog in a cockpit, so it definitely, to me, was like, oh, it's going to be like a, play, a big dogs flying planes. Oh, Seems man. like, no, it is just... I definitely, I, I definitely pictured like, dogs with like, parachutes totally. on their back, and they're like fighting each other in the sky. Yeah. That would have been cool. I thought they were flying the planes, but either way. Uh, Grand, Grand Blue Fantasy versus... Oh. PS4. Uh, take the fight to new heights on the PlayStation 4. Legendary fighting game studio, Arc System Works, and Psy Games team up to bring the Grand, oh, grand Blue Fantasy Universe to the home console in an, to the home consoles in an action-packed head-to-head fighter. Grand Blue, blah, grand blue Fantasy versus features a colorful cast of the most popular crewmates, each with a unique fighting style that is easy to learn but hard to master. Ah, uh, whole frame on PS4. Wolfrain is a third-person hero shooter with different characters to choose from. Play with your teammates and, de- and defeat the opposing team through matches full of dynamic event- elements. Sorry, Join your teammates to gain control of Wolfrain, the most valuable and co- co- coveted energetic resource in the entire universe. Pathological 2, PlayStation 4. Pathologic. Thank you very much. Pathologic, too. Uh, is a narrative-driven, dynam- dra- dramatic thriller about fighting a deep, a deadly outbreak, Jesus, in a secluded rural town. You are a healer, and to save anyone, you'll have to survive in, in this bleak and strange world, where even food and medicine are scarce. Just, rem- just in the middle of this, I was like, oh, man, you asked to switch off this week, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I forgot. A long time ago. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, you take separation, and we'll All start right. switching from here. Oh, okay. Separation. Separation is a first-person adventure at... As at its most ambient and atmospheric, a meditation on solitude, loss, and the spiritual path, separation is a unique journey to place to a place of epic desolation. Featuring a sublime electronic soundtrack by Vector Lovers, separation is the ultimate chill-out trip. That's on PlayStation VR. Um, syrup in the ultimate suite on PlayStation 4 and Vita. It lives. Uh, syrup finds a candy golem in her basement. <laughs> <laughs> Could the two become friends and finally complete complete the ultimate suite? In a magical town, there lives a candy alchemist, Syrup, who one day discovers a candy golem in her basement. Where did she come from? Who could have made her? Go find out. What in the uh, world? Okay, I've got a couple questions here. Look at that. What find is that on YouTube. What does complete the ultimate suite mean? And then <laughs> did we, didn't they just like kind of say the one thing twice. Yeah. Syrup finds a candy golem in her basement. Could the two become friends? In a magical town, there lives a candy alchemist, Syrup, who one day discovers a candy golem in her basement. <laughs> Why did that need to be said again? What the fuck? What? They're just trying to sell What do you guys have, have to play they this? Didn't, they're not here to, to, I don't know, man, be grammatically correct. They're here to sell games, Barrett. Undernight Inbirth EXE Late CLR for PS4. 
Rule the night, control a deeper, darker fighting experience than ever before. Battle with 21 unique characters, including the all-new Londrekia, with his original moves, story, stage, and music. Master devastating new combos and dazzling special attacks in online arcade story and training modes. What a, it's a week. <laughs> what a week. It is a week. Honestly, the only two that, that like stick out to me are the two fighting games, being Undernight and Birth, because I've heard quite a bit about Undernight and Birth and Grand Blue Fantasy uh, Versus. But okay. I feel like Grand Blue, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus kind of skates the line as far as like, because it's not AAA, AAA but, like but it it's is, known. It's known and it's like has budget enough. Like it's being developed by... Um, Arc, Arc System, Arc Works. System that's Works. a real yeah. Who does Dragon Ball Fighter? That was insulting. I'm sorry. And, a, a, a bigger name developer. Yeah, like Dragon Ball Fighters, Guilty Gear X are like big name fighting games. So I feel like I'd be cheating to go with Grand Blue. Okay, I have no qualms, and you haven't mentioned it, so I am calling separation. Okay, I'm taking the PlayStation VR game where I will chill. Separation is the ultimate chill out trip. I love chilling out, and I love trips. Now, before you make your final call, Barrett, to kind of funny control, I am sending a YouTube video here for Syrup in the Ultimate Suite. Because I think this is something that could be up your alley. Boss. All right. Show this to the people there, Barry. Oh. Look at this. No, this is awful. It's a visual novel. Skip ahead. Get to the gameplay. Because I've been skipping through to the gameplay. Just skip. Just oh, click. This is a visual novel? Just click. Just click. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Click to the gameplay. Skip a little bit further. Yeah, that's what I was Just click right there. Is this all not the gameplay? Click right there. Huh. Well, like, no. At some point, you, you probably make a decision, right? It's not just playing out, right? Uh, skip. There you go. Hit that. That's the game. No. Huh. Oh, is it just? Oh, what's happening here? Why did Barrett click on? What are you talking? She's that's the that's the candy golem. Clearly, we read the description four times. Well, that's because now they gotta make they gotta figure out where to put her. You know what I mean? Like now that she's there. This is making me very uncomfortable. Oh, There's one YouTube video here with 74,000 views that said, when a candy girl wants to be eaten, oh serum, oh no. syrup in the ultimate oh, sweet. And then it's a guy out. freaking out. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, my God. Okay, well. <laughs> I feel like... Like, like that, that oh when, they, when they pull the dialogue <laughs> box away from the naked golem girl, that's when you're like, oh, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I feel like, if I, I feel like choosing this one is a risk because it might not be on the store soon. I feel like this one might get taken down at some point. How so? So here you go. So there, here's a dialogue from Candy Girl, who I believe is, of course, uh, the, old, the the golem right there. I promise I taste good. Here, just oh, start with a finger. Oh, God. No. Barrett, okay, they're not showing this on Okay, good. That's not I want to say that. Huh. I'm going to skip that one. Okay, well, it's out there if you want it. Just put it out there. That's a, that is an option. I'm looking up Axis Games, who does Undernight in Birth. I mean, you should just jump in. You know what I mean? You're getting all tied up in it. You gotta do. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do Undernight in Birth. All right. Yeah. Undernight in Birth. I've heard people talk about. I'm not a big 2D fighter person. I usually suck at 2D fighters. Being being games like Street Fighter or Marvel vs. Capcom. Undernight in Birth is a 2D fighter. Okay. But why not? You live once. Yeah. Why not? Why not? And Dragon Ball Fighters, I I, I really like. I know that's from Arc S Systems, but. Saying not all 2D fighters are, are dead to me. I can, okay. I can try out a night in birth. I'm, EXE, I'm proud of you. Late Clur. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, you will not find out what we think of those games. Next week, remember, of course, the PlayStation Underrates. PS I love you, XOXOs, PlayStation Underrates. The underrated gems of all the PlayStation generations in one place. Meaning that we have not forgotten our work. What we've talked about is that we will uh, put these up on Twitter. 
promote them that way, I believe. And then, of course, talk about them when we return for episode 11. All right, Barry, you get all that? Yeah. Thank you, Barry. Do we spend the first five minutes talking about Frankie Muniz? Who knows? Who knows? You'll have to find he is, out. Is he an underrated? Find out. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've made a lot of content in my career. The underrated, I'm pretty proud of. Oh, no, that was great. That was a that great was a show, great and great we drank a lot of bourbon, a lot of bourbon, so you understand how it's going to end. Like, halfway through, I was like, shoot, I've lost control. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of losing control, Gregway, let's lose control of the show and hear about our sponsors. Today's episode of PSI Love UXOXO is brought to you by MeUndies. Imagine your fifth grade self looking into the future and learning that as an adult, you got an Undies membership. They would laugh hysterically, but joke's on them because MeUndies is known for their super soft undies and their flexible fun membership. If you choose to sign up, you'll get perks like site-wide savings, free shipping, and new undies delivered to your door each month. Go forth, be an adult, and sign up for that undies membership. Even if your past self is laughing at you, you don't need me to tell you, but I'll do it anyways. I love me undies. You know this. Uh, I got my first pair a long time ago. liked them so much, I threw away all my other underwear, ordered m- more me undies, and that's all I wear now. Wearing them right now. Isn't that right, Barrett? You checked me earlier. Uh, they're soft. They're easy. They come in fun prints. They got fun onesies. They got fun pajama pants. They got these clubs. You got to get into it. Me Undies doesn't just make undies, as I've said. They have loungewear, which recently had a glow up. Check out their new line of styly micro modal loungewear you can wear in and out of the house. Uh, they. No, they're on every podcast, but that's just because they're trying to take over the world with undie domination, and they won't stop until you try them. Now. They got a great reason, too. MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For any first-time purchaser, you'll get 15% off and free shipping. This is a no-brainer, especially because they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and Greg Miller loves them. Uh, To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. That's MeUndies.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. MeUndies, the only underwear Greg Miller wears. They didn't give me a tagline, so I made that up. All right. Bless. It's time for reader mail. It is. Of course, you can be part of the show. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Just like Michael Knight did, whose question was so good, it got the headline for this episode. Oh. It is, so if you are one of the YouTube people pissed off that the first hour and 50 minutes <laughs> had nothing talking. to do with the fucking headline and the thumbnail, I'm sorry. They I hope you talking, saw it. Do the timestamp. We do the time codes right yeah. there. There's time codes for this show. They start talking about yeah. the topic an hour and 55 exactly. minutes. Exactly. There the you show. go. Sorry I, about that. Anyways, though, Michael Knight's question is so good, I felt like it had to lead the show. <laughs> good morning, KFGD hosts. That's right. I like this question so much, I stole it from Kind of Funny Games Daily. It has never been asked before, though. I'm just saying I liked it. I put it in peace. I love you, XOXO. The Last of Us Part 2 is now less than two months away. I have a few fun questions. Blessing, are you ready to answer them as they come? Oh, I'm so ready. I want you to clear your mind, all right? I don't want you to sit here and be like, you know what I need to do is actually think that you get in this, all right? You ready? Yep. Will Ellie find... By the way, these are full spoilers for The Last of Us Part 1. Will Ellie find out that Joel lied about what happened in the hospital. Yes, 100%. Why? Because that's storytelling. <laughs> 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 I think it'd be so... Like, there, it would not be satisfying if she didn't in in part two. I feel like if, they, if that was like a hanging thread that never... They, one, they have to revisit it in some way. I don't know how they revisit it without that actually being told to her, without her finding out in some way, whether it's through somebody else or whether she's talking to the Fireflies and it's one of them being like, <clears throat> like, you don't understand. Like, you were here. Like, we like we needed you. In fact, I don't know how she goes to being however old she is and the Fireflies still being around as a thing uh, and not have somebody tell her that, like, 
by the way, Joel murdered everybody. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is that it's a great I, I agree with you 100 percent. Michael Knight's question here. Will Ellie find out that Joel lied about what happened in the hospital? Yes, she will. How she does, I don't know. And I do actually remind me at some point uh-huh. to give you my follow-up question to the question. But to your point, theoretically, and I could be completely wrong, discuss in the comments amongst yourself, but theoretically, Joel killed everybody in that fucking building. Mm-hmm. So, and if not everybody, the doctors for sure, the nurses for sure. But you right? only They're- like... I think in my playthrough, I think I only shot one doctor. Yeah, I heard this. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. Did you kill all the doctors? Fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. I've talked about this. This is like the moment where I, first off, just, I, I compliment the game more than anything of getting to that moment where it was Joel, I bust in as Joel, Mm -hmm. and I always talk about this. I waited for the option to pop up of hit X to kill them, circle to stand down, Mm -hmm. expecting it to be this choice. And instead, the doctor ran over and scalped me in the neck and killed me. And I was like, oh, oh fuck, wait, I, really? I have to kill them. I didn't yeah. realize the doctors could attack So me. when I went back and did it, yeah, I fucking killed everybody. I'm not dying, you know what I mean? And I got mm-hmm. Ellie out of there. But you're right. I actually think you're right that I have heard that before. But the argument could be made that he killed just about everybody, right? Yeah. So who is left to know? Is that something they're bra- They're actually getting out and talking about? Is it just an urban legend? Is, it, is that what's... Is that, I feel like that even, seems too easy yeah, almost, Yeah, and I though. feel like even then, even if he kills everybody in that hospital, there are other fireflies... That are going to check up on the people in the hospital, right? There are people that are that are in contact with people, people in the hospital that have to know that. Oh yeah, wasn't Joel the one who was bringing what was supposed to be the cure? To but that's place, the whole thing too. Joel is like, out, out free, like is that happened. something they bragged about though? That everybody knew what this mission was that they were doing and bringing. I would think in? that there would be a network, right? Somehow Tess knew, yeah, right. Somehow that word got to Tess, and they they need to bring out. El- how how did that word get to Tess? Actually, was it was was it like a downline thing, or was it like Tess being like, "Oh shoot, we need to get them, we need to get her here." When they arrived at the hospital, was it Joel saying that, like, "By the way, she has the cure," or was it them already expecting her to be there? Well, remember, like, it's been so long. Oh, I know, <laughs> but way. I mean, remember when they got introduced? I mean, when Joel gets Ellie, he doesn't understand at first she is the cure, right? Like uh-huh. he just knows that he's taking a girl. Like they were being coded. Oh, yeah. They were being coded about what exactly was going on. Uh-huh. It's revealed as he plays through. Are you watching a playthrough right now to see if you Yeah, kill I'm trying to see who like if you have to kill all the the people. This person in their playthrough is taking their sweet time. Hey man, it's video games. Let them enjoy themselves, all right? Don't get in them. So let's play. Oh, I'm a, I'm like on the verge of a sneeze, but I can't decide what I want to do. Let's see. No, oh, I don't want shot to. him in the foot. He's dead now. You're going to bleed out. Yeah. That's the most bleedy part of your body. This your foot. Um, all that aside, will Julie find, will Ellie find out what happened uh, at the hospital? Yes. Yeah. I, who reveals it? I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a fireflies. I wonder if it's Tommy. I wonder if it's Joel himself even. You know what I mean? I imagine. I think uh, for that, for that reveal to her to be emotionally poignant, I think it has to come from him. Which I think, first no, off... I, see, my next question was, is it does it even happen in the game, or does it happen before we even get our hands in the controller? That was what I was going to ask you, too. Yeah. And I say, I think, no, I do not think that has happened before. That is a moment really? that I, I don't think they'd have that moment happen off screen. And this is spoilers mm-hmm. for Last of Us Part Two, based on what I played. Not a huge one, but for the, literally the narrative thread we're having right now, is that the, uh, Ellie in the, the demo I played with uh, Dina, right, mm-hmm. is talking about watching a movie with Joel that night. So okay. I, 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 if that had happened, the I think they wouldn't be talking. There'd yeah. be a separation. Because that would be my that would be my thing is, if I if I were to be writing these games, and Neil Druckmann hit him up. Last of Us Part Two was taking place years and years and years after Last Part Last of Us Part One, and Last of Us Part One ends the way it does. I would have it be so so that 
uh, that stuff happens during the years and you come back and the relationship is fractured because of because the truth has come out right because she figured out or because Joel told told her however it happened right she figures out and they come back and we're at this place where it's like oh shoot like these are the ramifications of Joel's actions if it wasn't where we start. if it wasn't for that line in my playthrough of the first part that you would have played at PAX East if the whole coronavirus hadn't happened huh. uh it, if it, my interpretation was that they're still watching movies, they still have this fathery daughter relationship, and that yeah, then th- I think it would have been it would have been more important and poignant than if that split had already happened, like you're saying, and then when Joel does show up and like he thought I'd let you do this on your own kind of thing, was him and her like re- reuniting in any kind of form for the first time. Uh-huh. But it seems like they never left, which I think builds into this story. At some point, it's got to make it happen, and it could be. As they're playing through this, as they're playing through, as we're playing through and their story's t- progressing, again, a Firefly in quotes, uh, let's say that organization's totally fallen up by the wayside now, but they've fallen into different organizations, has that like, wait, I remember you. Like, mm-hmm. they've captured them. I remember you. You were the cure, right? She's like, no, I wasn't. And I'm like, yes, you were. I have documentations. I have all this stuff. I remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then Joel's there for that. Man, I don't even know how I would feel about it being handled that way, though. Like, like I, What if they were already separated and you, you were already on your way to save or help Joel or whatever, and you get there and he's hurt? Because like, the next question is, will Joel be alive at the end of this story? No. I say no. No. Uh, uh, Tyler Wallace in the chat also brings up a good point of, like, does Ellie care? Like if it, what if it, what if it, one of the big things is that like this is revealed to her and like she actually takes it in a different way that we're all ex- like expecting her to when she gets revealed this thing we're we're always expecting that she's going to flip the fuck out on Joel and uh, feel betrayed and all of this stuff but even at the end of the first game right where she's like hey do you have anything you want to tell me and he's like no like that's how it all went down and you can tell in her eyes that she, she does that sigh she goes okay yeah. And, it, and and that does feel like her letting go. Like it's yeah. it's. I always read that, and this is why games are great and performances and any kind of fiction is great. My read on that was she knows Joel's lying, but she doesn't care. Yeah, she's happy to have him alive. She's happy to be alive. This mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Interesting question. Oh, but do you, holy shit! I'm so right. Excited. Michael Knight killed it. Michael Knight killed it. Good yeah. job, Michael Knight. You get to program the show from here on out. <laughs> well, Blessing's Joel- not sold. Yeah. Will, will Joel be alive at the end of the game? Oh, oh man. The problem is that saying he's going to die, which I do think he's I going to. I feel like to, that's the easy thing. I feel like that's the, it's the, easy, yeah. it's the easy prediction to make. And I feel like Naughty Dog is good at not necessarily giving into the easy ideas of what's going, what's going to happen as far as like character. Predictability, stuff, yeah. Right? Like, I feel like in Charter 4, they did a good, pretty good idea of subverting expectation. And so... Even The Last of Us Part 1, they did, right? Because yeah. remember when Joel falls off and gets the rebarb through yeah. the chest? And then like, we jump cut to Winter, we shoot, and it's Ellie who's out hunting and you take over as Ellie, I remember being like, holy fuck. Like, am I now moving on the rest of the game this way? Yeah. My thing is, and this is the question specifically at the end of the game or by the end of the game, or will Joel be alive at the end of the game? Yeah. I'm going to find a thing. I think another thing that throws a wrench into it is the idea that she's getting revenge. Right. And I think the easy answer is, or not the easy answer, but what we've been led to believe in the last trailer that came out in September was that it is her girlfriend that is biting the dust and it's her and Joel that are going to get revenge. But yeah. really it could be Joel bites the dust and it's her and what's her new girlfriend's name? Is it Dina? It's Dina, right? Yeah, her mm-hmm. and Dina are are going after whoever did it. And so, you know, I, I could see that. So happening. what do you think? So hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I don't like, I don't because I don't think Dina's biting the dust. I don't think I don't think they're gonna kill Dina because I think that is such a 
like one as a trope it is right it, that was it, the whole thing of when the trope when the whole thing got lobbed of like oh my god they're fridging her like yeah. what what an easy out blah blah and my whole thing was i think at this point naughty dog understands the climate and understands what they're doing yeah. and wouldn't do that that's what it's being made to look like which is great for me because i don't want to know what the game is going into the game yeah and I, I feel like they they wouldn't go that route because they're naughty dog and they know and they're good they're they're, they're good writers over there and so i don't see it being a revenge tale for dina, for dina. so what but, the, so or, then so or, like so then to be or, clear or, of what you think is going to happen based on what we've seen uh-huh you think uh we get the whole thing of uh her and dina kissing mm-hmm. we do the walk around in the snow the next day we get confronted with some bad guys. They kidnap Dina. I don't even. And then Joel and Ellie are like, we have to go out, go out there and find. Like you know, I thought you like, or because like, I still. See, what I'm if still Joel's fuzzy. the vision? What if Joel's the vision? A vision. No way. A like vision, I, no. I don't get me wrong. In the you remember the debut trailer? Oh yeah, I remember. And I was like, he's dead. This is totally a vision. She's having this in her head. Yeah. Having played what I played, I feel like that would be the most like eye corny shit. If yeah. and now I'm basing <laughs> this off the thing. one fucking frame of dropping over, getting grabbed by the bat, you know, yeah. gra- over your mouth, hand over your mouth. You're pulled into a thing. You're trying to like, what are you fucking doing here? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I let you do this alone. And then he's like. <laughs> turns into a vision or whatever disappears. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be like, all oh, right. I mean, hang I, it up, drunk. It's just like an, an unfortunate thing where they're talking about this being a revenge story, right? And the only two possibilities of her wanting to get revenge is either Joel was killed or his. Or are those bro, the only possibilities? No, you're totally missing the, one of the great things that keeps getting overlooked. I still think it's her mother. I, I think there's a huge because remember the trailer we all forget that Laura Bailey trailer right of yeah. the woman hanging from the tree they come up with a knife they trace and they trace down to like her womb right. and yeah. I think that is a flashback to her mother how she got the the foes she made maybe she already gave birth to no no that's not right I think it was the this is going to be a crucial yeah. thing of like why her mother died of how I got she got pushed out or whatever and got sent yeah. on her way and she and learns all about that and she's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck people up exactly and like I could have been with her but this happened oh I, like that, that I think that's tied into this yeah. I don't know I can't yeah. it's all such a jumbled mess right now that's right, more, right. Trust, which is great I don't want to know yeah that's more where I'm at because I I feel like we've been kind of misled the last. Uh, with like the major trailers of the last was part two, right? Because the first trailer, yeah, we did have the thing with Joel, with Joel, um, coming to the door and, and Ellie being like, "I'm gonna kill every last one of them." We got the last trailer, uh, or the September trailer, uh, which was that the one where we believe Dina got kidnapped? Yeah, I think that was September. Uh, and I feel like there was one trailer, maybe now I'm making this up in my head, where where they said I'm a vision, <laughs> where Joel's like oh, I'm not really here. <laughs> I, feel, I, I no, I don't think it was September. I feel like it was whatever. It was the E3 uh, trailer for two years, two E3s ago. Well, what was where, the trailer for September? Because we had the Last of Us Part Two preview. I, I feel like that was just like wasn't that mainly like gameplay and just like a bunch of cuts of like random cutscenes and shit like that. When people was the, people it, started talking about like the possible a, fridging a, thing uh, like two E3s ago. Was that not this last fall? I feel like it came to a, like, I feel like it blew up a bit last fall. It was at E3 because I remember watching it because it's the where they're in the church barn thing or whatever, and it's them kissing, and oh. then immediately after it switches over to her killing a bunch of people. Yeah, and okay, that's when people that are like, sense. "Oh fuck, this is going to be about her getting revenge over her." Then dead it might girlfriend. be September where there was a trailer about where we thought that it might be actually Joel or something. Like I, I remember there being like a switcheroo. Mm. The switcheroo was over to d- when it was. It started. We all thought it was going to be about Joel. 
Okay. And then it became about Dina. Was that the switcheroo? Because I was, I, was, I was trying to think of the switcheroo that happened. And so I feel like Naughty Dog has been playing this kind of smartly. As they should. Right, where they're just like, they're messing around with this, which is why I don't think Dina's going to be uh, killed and it's going to be revenge for Dina. I don't, I'm not necessarily sold that it's going to be Joel. I think the idea that it's the mother is probably like actually the most likely one. Do we remember? Because they've not really teased it that way yet. I'm, uh, right now, I, I've opened up Comixology and I'm on Last of Us American Dreams. Remember this comic? This no. No, oh, okay. Well, that's not going to help. You're not going to Wait, the Last of Us comic? Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe I do remember this. I remember it's that before. Being a it's, it's a prequel of uh, Last of Us. Yeah. It's not helping me right now. Because <laughs> I can't, I don't remember at this point in my life <laughs> the whole. St- uh, Ellie's mom and Last of Us. Separated from all that, I think Joel will probably be be dead by the end of the game. And it's I agree, but it's also the man. Like, how are we going to do this when we teased it last time around? Right? Does that matter that we already did the we did the swerve in Last of Us Part One that he was dead? Do you and hmm. do you think there's a last? There's going to be Last of Us Part Three? No, I don't. Because I think I don't, I don't know. I mean, I never hold it past Naughty, or, or I never put it out of the yeah. reach of Naughty Dog. But it's like the, they, this is very much a story they wanted to tell. Because I feel like if there's a, if there is a Last of Us Part Three, I could see Joel living on it being super old Joel. Because I just didn't feel like that'd be a cool concept. Last of Us Part Three. I think it's too early to say. You think it's too early to say? Yeah. Well, I feel like they I already it, have. I, I think I, it depends on where they've got. I don't know, think the end. I, I don't think they're not the, going to write this story with just like a. I mean, did they write the first one already knowing that they were going to do a two? I don't think they did. I think they only came back to two when uh, there was more story to tell. Yeah, you when he figured out what the story was going to be next. I don't think he. Yeah, wrote but they didn't one. like. I don't feel like they wrote one with the idea that there's not going to be more after it, right? Like. Mm. I feel like at this point, for Last of Us as an, as an IP, you kind of, as Sony one, you know you want more. But then also as... as yeah, as, not, a, as, a, um, as like a big company that wants to like yeah, make but, like, and franchises. Also as, but as, as Naughty the Dog, people making the art... That's what I'm saying. As Naughty Dog, mm. you know this is a bigger thing this time around. Like, you know that, like, hey, if you want to make a third Last of Us, that's very much an option. Like, they're not making this in seclusion. Yeah. I don't think we get a third one. I don't either. Hold on. Okay. Now I'm caught up in why I'm all turned around. Because I'm, I'm paging. Th- I went. So I got the Anna, her, uh, the, the Ellie's mom's wiki, wiki page up from fandom, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no mention of the comic book. Like, why am I hung up on the comic book? And then I'm getting pointed back to uh, it's a c- c- thing in my own head, right? Where the comic that is out is the prequel. Faith Aaron Hicks drew it. Neil wrote it. It's really well done. You should read it. But it's mm. just about Ellie, really, right? And I'm getting hung up on in Uncharted. In the uh, oof, I don't want to spoil Uncharted 4 for you. But at the end of Uncharted 4, there's a poster there for what looks to be The Last of Us American Daughters, which is a pregnant woman in a gas mask that looks in the same art style as... Not the same art style, but it's... I think, yeah, it's got the Dark Horse logo on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Totally sidetracking myself. Anyways, though, after the outbreak, this is for Anna, in the, this is the actual canon. After the outbreak, she became pregnant in sometime between January and April in 2019 and gave birth to her daughter, who she named Ellie. She died within a day of giving birth to her, but she had time to write Ellie a letter. Before Anna died, Marlene promised to look after Ellie in her absence. Uh, she would keep her promise despite her position as leader of the Fireflies. After that, Marlene took care of Ellie for a while, but eventually put her in the military boarding school. That's where the comic is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can see it being the mother. I, 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 I think I'm trying that, to figure. I, I think that there's really enough is, like, in the most there of plausible. like who put who whose actions put the mother on the run. Who what or if she was on the run, who is she trying to get away from? I think it's going to be interesting of whose this is and the fact that you know Naughty Dog has had their hands tied and hasn't been able like oh it's such a trope thing and they're fridging her and he's, they're like play the game you know mm-hmm. what I mean we can't ruin the story for you I mean you want to know the real question that Michael Knight doesn't ask here how does the Last of Us Part Two open Last of Us Part One if you, and I don't know if you all remember this because we're all old now and have played this game and it's been years right like. That was such a what the fuck mm-hmm. like, like you started that and you had no, you did not see that coming because you thought you knew what you were getting into you understood where you were going yeah. we knew we'd get the backstory but we didn't know we'd get it right there right then and so if I think for sure if this revenge tale is about going after Ellie's mom yeah. we're gonna open up playing as Ellie's mom I agree we'll and be, you open up we'll, during the outbreak we will be in Anna and we will see all hell break loose and her it'd be like get this strung basically up the mirroring of Joel and Sarah during the outbreak yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would, see, I would think the same thing if they're doing if they're doing doing the mother story. Yeah. Uh, Michael Nice, excellent Last of Us Part Two uh, segment continues. Will we see Bill in this story? Yeah, yeah? I, I, I think at the very least. That, wait, oh, Bill. Sorry, I got Bill mixed up with um, Joel's brother. Yeah. Oh man, Bill. I think. Oh man, it'd be it'd be like a stretch as far as like coming across Bill, but maybe Ellie knows Bill could be good for something. In her journey, so maybe she then doubles back because of that. I'm gonna say yeah. I think Bill's awesome, so I'm gonna say yeah. I think Bill's pages awesome. Are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Bill's awesome. He was beloved. He was a great representation character in uh, the game or whatever. I don't think he shows up. No. I think that's too hokey. I think that's I think too. We, I think we get kind of throwaway line references to him. And I think like there'll that. be if you dig around enough, you'll find something that gives you a clue as to what's going on with mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? Of like a postcard or. Like, it's not a postcard. There's not really mail anymore. But you know what I mean? Like, some, oh, when we ran into Bill or when we went back to visit Bill or when we did whatever. But I don't think you'll actually see Bill again. In yeah. Now, here's where we get into some really uh, uh, base- inside baseball for us kind of All stuff. Right. What records do you see The Last of Us Part Two setting for PlayStation? You might say... What set or records did it set for the first time around? I went to Wikipedia where it says, Within seven days of its release, The Last of Us sold over 1.3 million units, becoming the biggest video game launch of 2013 at the time. Three weeks after its release, the game sold over 3.4 million units and was deemed the biggest launch of the original game, biggest launch of an original game since 2011's L.A. Noir, and the fastest selling PlayStation 3 game of 2013 at the time. The game became the best-selling digital release on the PlayStation Store for PlayStation 3, though numerical sales figures were not disclosed. This record was later beaten by Grand Theft Auto V. By April 2018, the game sold 17 million copies across both consoles because it's bringing in remastered. Uh, It is the third best-selling PlayStation 3 game of all time. Now, for context, after everything I just read, I, I went to, of course, Spider-Man's wiki. This is what that says. Spider-Man sold 3.3 million units, including those bundled with the PlayStation 4 console, in its first three days of release, making it the fastest-selling second-party video game released in Sony's history, narrowly beating God of War's 3.1 million. Now, of course, that's a bit fishy with terminology because God of War is 100% a first-party title. Uh, they say second-party, but as you know, I got in an argument with Insomniac on Twitter. Insomniac and PlayStation consider Spider-Man a first-party title as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it beats Spidey. No. I, w- I mean, like, I shouldn't say I wish. Obviously, I love Spider-Man and I love Insomniac. Yeah. I, it's, the, it's, the, it's the license. That's Spider-Man. It's the property. That's Spider-Man. It's, the, like, yeah. it's a video game-ass video game. It's gonna. It's easily going to outsell its uh, last was one in the first three weeks. 
they're just more there are more PS4s out there and this the second iteration the, of the and franchise. And that's the thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a number two on the game that now people understand and they know and Yeah, they, and people know Last was like one of the greatest games of the generation last gen. So what do you like I mean it's within its first 7 days of release the last of us sold over 1.3 million units. What do you think it does in its first week? Or do you think or do you, if you want to go different like in terms what of like the, Spider-Man's talking this, about What is God of War's 3.1 million is that the first 3 days? Yeah. According to this article that I have not. Oh. I mean Wikipedia, I don't have the thing in front of me. Hold on. God of War PS4 first. What do you how do you think it does compared to God of War? Because yeah, I would have three point one million is God of War in the first three days. Oh man, becomes Inspir- the fastest selling PlayStation Four exclusive. And Spider Man sold three point three million in in three days. Hmm. Because I would I would have thought that Last of Us Part Two could easily outsell. Well, may not easily, but would outsell God of War. You think so? I would have thought so, but now seeing like seeing how high that sold, I didn't realize it sold three point one million compared to Spider Man's three point three million in the first three days. I think it'll be in the ballpark. I think I can see three million or yeah, three million. I think it'll hit that. You think it'll sell three million copies in the first three days? Yeah. Huh. All right. I like where your head's at. Because at this point, last was in, like last was compared to God of War. Like those are very much in terms of people knowing what it is and in terms of God of War had to reprove itself, you know, and people still yeah. bought in. Whereas, like, the name of Last of Us is still, like, Last of Us doesn't have to reprove itself because the last game that came out, people weren't, like, n- like. I hear you, and the- I, I understand. I, my prediction for the first three days of Last of Us Part Two. The thing that God of War also has is that it's been a Sony franchise since the that's where I'm at 2000 let me I think last of us I'm saying between two and 2.5 million the first three days and I would say more towards two I think what we're talking about here is and this sounds fucking really weird and stuffy but stick with me we're talking about a a beloved art house flick versus some uh triple a blockbuster in last of us versus god of war god of war like for real was that system I mean on ps2 days right that everybody fucking had and loved it for different reasons god of war ps4 was the payoff to all of that and that fandom and being an art house flick right like i think the people who only buy god of war games bought god of war not realizing it was this what was going to be a critically acclaimed reinvention of the character and genre right whereas like that's what drew me and many a podcast video game fan into god of war mm-hmm. where it had been like oh god of war games are fun action games but they're not like wow you know what i mean it, like to an extent right that'd be like bayonetta them redoing bayonetta and it's suddenly here's a fucking amazing story that like it's chugging your heartstrings and doing all these different things mm-hmm. like that was on another level that it has god of war has the god of war ps4 sales figures have the juice of critically acclaimed it's getting 10 out of 10s reviews that yeah. last of us part two will probably have however i don't think last of us part two has the l- generation lineage to ride I, in there and be like oh fucking kratos i think now it i mean it doesn't have that since the ps2 but now since last was part one mm-hmm. it's been seven years and has had that time to kind of is the word gestate that feels yeah, like a weird word but right. it's had the time to gestate and kind of sit with people and sit with an audience and sit with like the larger gaming community that, that now like every everybody knows what the last of us is like everybody's aware everybody knows that as like one of the great stories of this last gen right that is a like people will put that up there as like maybe the best playstation 
franchise, I guess you, if you want to say. Um, I, yeah, man, I could. I, I'm going to stick to my three million. Like, I, okay. I, I think it has similar power behind it as God of War. Well, I want to put this in there. So, three million for bless. What did you say, Bert? I don't know if I put it in anything specific. No. I'm gonna Would you s- like to? <sighs> what did God of War do in three days? 3.1 million. Spider-Man s- did 3.3 million. I'm going to say 3.2. Wow. All right. So then I'm saying 2 million-ish. Bless says 3 million. Barrett says 3.2. Yeah, I'm saying 3 million with also, I think there is a a chance, like a small chance, but a chance that it outsells Spider-Man. Wow. I hope so. Final question from Michael Knight on this one big question. And it's great, Michael. You'd be great. Will the story of The Last of Us 2 match or be better than the original game? I think we kind of talked about this on, I think, the first episode of PS I Love You. Well, you're talking about it again now, motherfucker. Yeah. I think it's hard It's hard to think about them comparatively because yeah. they're part of the same story. It yeah. feels like it being a part one and part two situation. I'm going to say, what's the question? Match or be better? Is that how? how yeah. I'm going to say match. Like, it's hard for me to really think of a way to present The Last of Us' story better than The Last of Us. Um, but, like... I don't know, man. I, I think I, I think if I was Neil Druckmann and I was following up The Last of Us, my goal would be to hey, let's just continue the story and let's just like make something that's true to what what we've presented here and continue on and and, and make it feel like it is like a natural uh, evolution and progression of what Ellie's journey is. Yeah, I'm with you. That I mean, they've been very clear of like this isn't The Last of Us Two. This is The Last of Us Part Two. They are you know two parts of the same story. Um, I hope that it matches so that it feels cohesive. I want it to feel yeah. cohesive. I want I want to play this and be like, I get it. Yeah, like I get that this isn't a two. This is the continuation. Like you're not missing a beat. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, and that's how it should be. Ladies and gentlemen, let's, for the first time in a while, check in with the PS I Love You fantasy critic page. Please. Oh, has thing, have things changed? Oh, things have been changing, oh. ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, uh, uh, weeks ago, the one and only Geo. Callie, Jonathan Dornbush, all joined us for the what? You like how only Dornbush? Dornbush is the only one who gets his full name because I can't say. No, it. No, I thought it was the one and only, and then you listed like four different people. It's true. Uh, joined us for like a meeting of the minds here, so we could all uh, start this fantasy critic league. Uh, PSI love you, XOXO, and I forget what is it. Another one of the kind of funny links I didn't bring over. You go back and find me what the link was because I think it's kind of slash PS League. But if you just look at a, a, whatever, two of them back, you'll find it. Um, however, so we had the whole things here, right? Me with Portilla Publishing, Blessing with Rap Star Games, uh, Callie with Team Magma, Geo with Big Belly Games, Jonathan Dornbush with Betwixt and Between Gaming. Kindoffunny.com slash PS League. Thank you so much if you want to look along. Uh, of course, we did a whole draft there. We did all these things. Somebody's finally on the board, Blessing. Oh, it's me, baby. Things have happened. It's me. Of course, one of the games I picked, ladies and gentlemen, was Blood Roots, which... Is officially out now. Um, and this is from Open Critic, right? Where they're pulling the scores. Yes, Open Critic. Blood Roots currently has in a seventy-eight, giving me eight points. So I have eight points on the boards here oh. right now. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, points actual is eight point one five right now. Uh, I'm also down two dollars in my budget because I got some games here. 
I went in and got carry on. No, I already had carry on, right? I added Outriders. When I oh. when, when, when Outriders started rolling in, you had already been out there fleecing us all, putting in $1 bids on things. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I got to get some of that. So all I jumped right. in there and put Outriders on there. So that's where I'm going right nice. now. Nice. Nice pick. Yeah. I, I went in last week to try and grab one that I thought everybody had forgotten. And I went in and I typed in MLB the show. Yeah. Turns out I couldn't pick it up because it's a yearly yep. installment. Yeah, exactly. That was a couple. That was the same thing when like Dreams was like, how did nobody pick Dreams? Like, yeah. oh, early access. Right. Because yeah. of early access, we can oh, do it. Oh, man. Right. If somebody got Dreams, oh, I think I was the one who tried to do it and it didn't pop up. And uh, that would have been a good one. That would have been, been a really, really, really good that one. That would have yeah. done great. And then, I, yeah, I forget. Last time we did the update, did we talk about uh, Jonathan picking up Maneater? Because he picked up yes. Maneater. That yeah, shark we, we right. talked about it. And I didn't realize didn't he until... he pick up something else, too? And Little Nightmares, too. I didn't realize he had picked up... Pick. Uh, well, I realized he's picked up Maneater. I didn't know what Maneater was, and then I researched it afterwards. And yeah. I am surprised that's a game that he picked up, honestly. It's a... not that He plays the shark, right? Yeah, he plays a shark. Yeah. And I, not that... Um, I typed in Maneater. I got uh, John Oates. Oates. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I looked it up and, you know, not that it's going to be like a bad game or anything because it looks like it could be a good game, but I was just surprised that the, the game where you play as a shark was the game that he... Hey man, he saw something in it, right? I saw something in Bloodroots. There you go. I respect That's it. That's how it is. You saw nothing in nobody. Wow. It's poetic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's PS I Love You. XO. XO for another week. Uh, if you didn't remember, next week's is very, very special episode. We hit double digits. Episode 10 of PSI Love You XOXO Volume 2. We're celebrating with the PlayStation Underrates, where we will go through our picks for the most underrated PlayStation games along with yours. If you're at home, I suggest you buy your own bottle of bourbon and or alcohol oh, now because yeah. you will need it to keep up with us as we go through championing all sorts of different games. Uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, Peace, I love you, XOXO, is a product of KindOfFunny.com. You can go to Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames. You can get the show ad-free along with the post-show. We're about to do, that's right, more content, Patreon.com slash KindOfFunnyGames. You can watch it live as we record it and sometimes get included like Barry did with the one guy from the chat earlier today. Remember, if you don't want to do any of that, no big deal. You can go to YouTube.com slash KindOfFunnyGames, RoosterTeeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Get it each and every Tuesday morning. No matter where or how you get the show, thank you for your support. We love and appreciate you. And until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.